welcome to episode 188 of the F Reality Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're having a lovely weekend. But now it's time to sit back and chill with us for a while while we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about HTC's most unusual VR headset to date, which was announced earlier this week, and that is the HTC Vive Flow. We discuss our thoughts on one of VR's biggest game releases of the year, and that is Lone Echo 2. We have two Kickstarter campaigns that are VR ones that you should definitely be excited about, and they should be on your radar. And then we're going to give you our predictions for Facebook Connect, which takes place on the 28th of October. Um, at the end of the show, Zim is going to round it up with uh, some releases for you to get excited about next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out if they have any highlights that they want to share from the past couple of weeks. Also, let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. So first up, this guy is the original Wade Watts, exploring and sharing the best of what VR has to offer. And he's having an absolute blast while doing so. It's of course our favorite Friesian, Snaithy. How are you? The, the, the ancient uh, Wade Watts uh, from the metaphors, right? Yeah. In his rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, I do start to feel more and more like ancient as we go. It's like, oh, my days, uh, you know, we had a rift. And uh, I used to talk about DK1, but nowadays it's like even a rift is like old school or, you know, PlayStation VR or, or like the original vibe. So time flies. And, and soon it's going to be even worse because like headsets seem to be, you know, getting dropped on a, on, a, on a daily base or at least revealed or announced, right? True. It's, uh, it's insane. But my highlight is you, Mike, because Mike, everyone, <laughs> hit 500k subscribers. So please have some, some you know, uh, festive emojis in the chat. This dude works really hard. You have no idea. I mean, the videos, he's like smiling and having fun. And he is generally having fun, but he's also working his freaking ass off behind the scenes. You have no clue. But um, yeah, congratulations, my friend. You really deserve it. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank Lovely you. Thank shout. you. Lovely shout. Yeah. So how does yeah. it feel? Yeah, it feels great. Like, you know, 500K yeah. is an awesome milestone, you know, and right. I'm just grateful to be in the position that I'm in to be able to do this full time as a career and also just have the support of the community. Like I've had tons of messages this week, love and support. So yeah, I really appreciate that. It's been great. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for what comes next. Uh, next year is going to be a, a really great year for VR by all accounts. Um, yeah. So yeah, onwards and upwards for both <laughs> my channel and of course, this podcast as well. So yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, but Definitely. thank you. Thank you for, yeah. for, for, for my milestone being well, your yeah. highlight. My highlight. <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about it all week. It's like, yeah. you know, that's, it kept me busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. You know, you posted pictures of us um, at the, Ocul the last Oculus Connect that we could go to, I think, yeah. uh, together. Uh, so that was nice. Looking forward to that happening again. Physical events yeah. have been great. Um, yeah. And that kind of brings me nicely onto the next guy I want to introduce because this guy is my my EGX buddy. He's uh, <laughs> the real life Energizer bunny and he just doesn't know how or when to stop. It's the legendary VR streamer. It's of course Zimtok5. How are you oh. doing, dude? Uh, good. Energizer after EGX. EGX was, um, was kind of what I was expecting. A very cut back from uh, previous offerings. Probably a quarter or a fifth of what it was on the showroom floor. But on the flip side of that, the reason I go to these things is the people. And man, yeah. we had we had a drove of people there. Like I, I felt like at one stage we were uh, we were a nice big like um, uh, circle wagon gathering, you know, on the showroom floor at EGX, right there at the entrance, so you couldn't miss us. But um, it was it was lovely having dinner with people, um, just just meeting people who I hadn't met before. You know, people like uh, you know uh, getting to meet. Uh, Doc and um, Cold and a whole bunch of other guys 
who I'd never you know seen before, Steve Knowles, for for example. And then yeah. uh, it was pretty epic to have um, uh, Buck and a bunch of lads kind of put together a a, a a ring round of of Space Pirate Trainer. You know, we got a big chunk of the entry entrance area dedicated, and and two days running had Space Pirate Trainer games going. So that was that was great yeah. to see. And and I kind of want. Uh, what I want to see from places like EGX is for them to kind of wise up to VR and put someone like that or a series of competitors on a stage. And I think yeah. that, you know, and then have a big screen showing what gameplay is going on. Oh. It, it would be an amazing spectacle. It would blow people's minds. They'd come in, look and look at a virtual boy and play some indie games, and they'd look at this thing and go, holy shit, that's real? They're actually doing that? Like mm. people who, who had no idea that even, you know, VR was worthwhile. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's like, what I, I want to see. That, 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 that hasn't ever happened, right? Like I remember if you went to E3 or Gamescom or some big like game convention, like you remember the blue versus green, you know, Xbox and PlayStation always yeah. being next to each other and then trying yeah. to see how many gamers they could get to their booth. We haven't seen that with VR yet, you know? Yeah, and there they, will be a point that they have to also do that. They have to the, sit next to each other because otherwise they're going to lose uh, consumers, you know, on their end. Yeah. The closest that I've seen, and unfortunately I had one of those failed moments of where you take your phone and you tap record and you record the awesome thing and then you press it, go to press it at the end and then it starts recording and you go, oh no, I missed it. <laughs> that would have been millions of views. Yeah. was uh, like an older woman and her daughter both standing on... Um, an articulated lift, right? One that accordions mm-hmm. upwards like this, a shaking thing. They had these cheap VR headsets on. It wasn't. It looked like a Quest, but it wasn't a Quest. And they were both screaming as this thing was shaking on some kind of <laughs> excitement <laughs> VR trip. And, it, and, and there was a crowd of, I'm not joking, probably 70 people <clears throat> laughing in stitches because they had no idea what was going on around them and everyone was just gawking. So mm-hmm. I would love to see stuff even like that, whether it's a scary thing or whatever. We had tastes of that at a few different conventions, but even that, the fear factor of VR is hilarious to watch from the outside. So looking yeah. forward to that coming. Um, the best they had was Fall Guys. They did have a pretty cool, yeah, and it was Fall a Fall Guys, Guys fan where you could like <laughs> run up a mountain. And, and <laughs> I, I was actually surprised. There were some really fit feckers there, like able to run up this thing 30 times in whatever it was, three minutes, five minutes, they had to do it. But uh, nothing for VR, really. Not, not a huge footprint for VR. A couple of games, um, Fruity Systems and... That was about it. We I put my face in a virtual boy. I was happy about that. So that was my <laughs> yeah. VR bit pick. Like you say, everyone, it was like the whole UK VR scene was in one place. Like everyone <laughs> who creates content online or is a streamer in VR was there. It was great to meet them all. Yeah. And also like, you know, for me, it was like great meeting Paradise Decay, like PD, like he's a oh, mod yeah, of ours. Yeah. You know, time. he's a big, he's a big, cheerleader of all our channels individually he's a big supporter of vr mm. in general and it was great just to finally meet him and just give him oh, you a never you and... never met him before this is the first no, time i had time. neither but wow. the weird thing is i didn't even consider it there mike because uh i feel like i know the guy you know like when you true. see him enough <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, and saying, you interact yeah. for years you feel yeah. like you'd know the, and that's why i didn't list him but yeah pd i forgot it was our first hug as well yeah, it was great. It was great. It was yeah, great. great to be together again at events. Can't wait for more of that, 100%. Yeah. Thank God the world's uh, coming back to life, finally. Yeah, yeah, thank God indeed. Uh, so next up, if we're all pinkies, he's definitely the brains. <laughs> he's the mad scientist <laughs> of the group. It's the one and only, it's Rowdy Guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I actually managed to... Uh, you know, it's been a, quite a successful week for VR in general. So, you know, we managed to to actually play some, some decent games. And I actually have a highlight, which you guys might not expect was my highlight okay. for this week. Since, uh, I mean, of course, like like I saw in the chat already, uh, I saw a lot of people play Lone Echo 2. And uh, I was one of them as well. I saw that uh, 
David Peters is currently still playing uh, the original Lone Echo, and uh, I saw that uh, Chris Stacy was playing Lone Echo 2, and also he's enjoying Eye of the Temple. Uh, so mm. a lot of people are, have been diving into Lone Echo 2, and we're going to dive into that later uh, as well. Um, and I saw Paradise Decay, he mentioned Hubris VR, it was one of oh, his yeah, highlights, yeah, it's got yeah. graphics and atmosphere mm. to die for. Um, I saw someone also playing Far Cry 6, but uh, he also luckily played Flight Sim 2020 in VR. So Water UK is still is still Redeemed going on himself. the VR grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But my <laughs> highlight this week was actually um, I played Song in the Smoke, uh, and I really, really enjoyed that game. Okay, uh, I think it's something like there, there. I think there's like three genres of games that I really enjoy. One of them is like you all know is like you know it's it's story-driven, long single-player, like Lone Echo 2, for example. Those are games I really enjoy. The other one is strategy games. I've been saying that a couple of times on the podcast as well. I would like to see that more in VR. Mm. And another genre is indeed like more that survival genre, like Subnautica is, like like uh, Sheltered, mm. like those kind of like mm. resource management kind of games where you need to try and survive. And I think that Song in the Smoke... Um, even though it's a, it feels like a fairly simple concept, much like Subnautica is in a way a very simple concept as well. You know, you need to you need to survive, and the story is maybe not all that great. Or like Sim, nobody cares about the story and just goes the wrong way. Um, so that, that is something that is really well done on Song and the Smoke as well. So you, you start out with like some weird crow. You walk around a little bit. You pick up some rocks. You pick up some stone, and uh, you, I, yeah, it's, it's, it just feels really well done very straightforward not, not a lot of hand-holding you kind of like get dropped in the scene and then it just says survives and all of a sudden you, you're chased by i don't know velociraptor kind of creatures you're shooting deer left right and center you you, you you're taking the guts out to make some bowstring mm. and it's a really cool game <laughs> and I, I i think i played for it this week like a roughly like, like four hours or something and awesome. i only did like the tutorial Wow! Um, wow! That's, so that's well, that sounds that's familiar. Seriously, like I, I, I it, my my plan was to go to EGX and every night play Song in the Smoke, and I did an hour, but I I, did, I underestimated chasing three bambinos around London, so I, I was conked out most of those nights. <laughs> Even me, Mister Energizer Bunny. But like Rowdy, I found the tutorial to be um a little bit like a little bit overwhelming. That they throw a lot yeah. at you. It's like oh, oh here's. Here's thing one, here's thing two, here's thing three. Yeah. And I'm like, when you get to like thing 18, you're like, am I supposed to remember all of this? Are you going to remind oh, me later? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's a little bit much. everything. Because no. it's, it's just, it's just oh, they, they, very So you get like an extensive extens like, tutorial, but there is like still stuff that I, you get I couldn't learn. figure out how to save the game. Like, save the game? Like, I was like two hours in, and I was like, how the heck do I save this bloody thing? It says, like, um, that's the whole you point. You've got to live in there now. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it says it, something yeah. like, you can save at campfires. And I only had like one campfire that I that I found somewhere. It's like, oh. where do I find these bloody campfires? And then I realized, like, two hours, three hours in, that I had to make the campfires myself. So I had to Wait. collect stones. Yeah. And I had to like put them together and make a little campfire, put the fire on there, <laughs> get like bark. It took me like like 40 so, minutes or something to make a save point. <laughs> so you got to collect your own save games. You got to yeah, craft wow. your save games. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it, it is really, funny. Really like, it, it does oh, feel, wow. I'm curious because you're, oh, you're wow. a fair bit uh, beyond me. Um, how does the combat feel to you, Rowdy? Is it like, is it? 
Does it's it, very rudimentary, like, it? like very simple. I, I wouldn't say that it's one of the strengths of the game. Of course, I'm like I said, like I play like four hours of tutorial and uh, I only ran into like the. the <laughs> so, <laughs> so the I only ran into like one creature. Well, I mean, I, I, sh- I shot some some deer. That's what I did. And oh, I, okay, I, okay. I, I got their skin off to make some clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, nice hat. So uh, I got that. And I also like. All of a sudden, it got like really dark in the night, and I was so smart not to bring a torch. So I, it was like bloody dark. And all of a sudden, I heard like some screeching thing behind me that was running up to me, and that like freaked me out. <laughs> so I ran out, and it was this kind of like Velociraptor-like kind of screecher thing um, yeah. that looked horrifying. My. Well, uh, I shot some arrows. I look forward. I look forward fun. to doing more of this. It it, it does. Uh, from all the reports I've heard, it's you have to. Survive. Yeah. You have to pay attention. It, it, fe- it, it feels like a survival game. Yeah. Like it really feels like like a good one as well. You have hunger. You you know you have sleep. You have like you know a lot of parameters you need to like keep on filled. And I mean, while you you craft your way up to like better things, it's it's well done. It's very sounds well like my but everyday who, life. You know, managing <laughs> hunger and sleep yeah. and but trying but who, not to get goes, killed by my appendix. Yeah, but who who goes like? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous one too, Rowdy. Watch <laughs> out for that one. It's it's sneaking up to you as well. You know, from, that'd be amazing. You have to cut your own appendix out. You know, <laughs> oh, what the hell? But Rowdy, who goes like who who goes to sleep at night? You know, without hanging their food in the trees. You know, you forgot the most important thing. Uh, I I died of hunger so many times, almost like it was always <laughs> like uh, just on the edge. But uh, yeah. Very yeah, cool. Like that game. Great suggestion. I haven't played it myself yet, but yeah. uh, you've got me hyped for it. So. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, so if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Mike, host of the show. Uh, my highlight was Lone Echo 2, but uh, we're going to be talking about that much later on in the show. So I'll save uh, that for for then. Uh, but one thing I do want to say is I want to say thank you for all the awesome feedback uh, uh, from our last episode, which marked our return to the show after having some time off. Yep. We had some really lovely comments left on the video, and I've picked a few of my favorites uh, to read out to say thank you. So uh, here's one from El Shaddai. And uh, they said, I'm so glad you guys are back and refreshed. I missed this podcast terribly. I understand why you took time off and I'm glad you did. I want to tell you all from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate all that you do. I really look forward to future episodes uh, from you. And thank you so much. Stay safe and healthy, my brothers. Very, very nice. Uh, message of support there Uh, we've got one from dkvr and uh, they say uh, this new format is really slick loving the quality between the cameras is the same and really clear also uh, liking the energy everything was getting in there and the opinions were different and points were argued definitely worthy of a 2.0 so yeah thank you very much for your uh, your comment really appreciate it and then the final comment is from Pump Up the Volume, who just asks, I'm not finding Nathie's rock channel on YouTube. Can you help me find it? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it doesn't exist, but maybe it will in the future. Who knows? <laughs> what the hell? I already uh, said I would sub. I, I yeah, would, I, I would, you sub. would sub. I maybe would I should do uh, it. Nathie just painting rocks. <laughs> you you can be the Nathie new Bob, Bob Ross. That's you know? yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Nathie yeah. Ross. Uh, so before we get into the news, uh, I should probably thank uh, our first sponsor uh, of this week's show. Um, are you fed up with itchy face? <laughs> oh God, I'm stop again. <laughs> itchy face, itchy face. I, me- I messed it up. I messed it up. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Let me start again. Game face. Poker face. Are you oh. fed up of itchy material face cushions that just soak up sweat when you're in VR? Well, our friends at VR Cover are here to help as they make a range of replacement facial interface kits for practically every consumer VR headset available on the market. 
These replacement facial interface kits feature two soft pleather face pads, which can easily be wiped clean after each use. And they also use um, Velcro to attach these uh, pads to the interface so they can be easily swapped out on the fly. I absolutely love these replacement facial interface kits from VR Cover, and I actually have them on all my VR headsets, as it's nice as, as it's like having a nice pillow strapped to your face. Just absolutely lovely. Uh, nice so, pillow. Yeah, a mic pillow strapped to your face. <laughs> if you're interested in leveling up your VR headset, check out the link in the description down below for VR Cover's official website. So yeah, thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Epic nice. sponsor. Love their products. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're lovely. So let's get into the news, uh, starting with a quick announcement, as uh, there were two very special birthdays last week on the nope. 13th of October. Any guesses as to whose birthdays it was? No it's one here. It wasn't yours, right? <laughs> it wasn't my birthday, no. Okay. Mm. Um, so it was actually the Oculus Quest 2's birthday and the original PlayStation VR's birthday, both oh. on the same day, 13th of October. So the Oculus Quest 2 has been out in the wild for a whole year now. Um, Pretty amazing, really. Uh, it pushed VR forward to reach a whole new audience that we'd never really seen before uh, in VR. Uh, so that was pretty epic. And we've also got some great releases to uh, look forward to coming later this year. So it's still holding on strong. And then we had the PlayStation VR, a bit old in the tooth now, but celebrated its fifth year uh, since it originally released way back in 2016. I can't believe it's, it's been five wow. years since PSVR came out. It's uh, insane. It's crazy. You, you know what's most impressive about that is the fact that... Um, it stayed interesting. Well, now it's kind of, you know, on its end, but it stayed interesting for a long time. Like a lot of headsets and their games don't have, you know, that same, you know, with, with yeah, it's also, yeah. It's also because yeah, of the content, of course, that yeah, they yeah. release that, that, you know, that takes full advantage of. Because we've said that many times that, you know, we feel like sometimes the headsets and the, the tech that is in there is a little bit underused. And I yeah. think what they did with the PSVR is really maximize, like, the potential of that headset. Yeah, yeah 100%. And although, like you say, the interest has kind of died off a little bit now because I, know, bit, I yeah. know that the market is aware that something is bubbling for next year. And I do think yeah. that PlayStation are going to really uh, make the most epic comeback next year. And I'm yeah. all for that. But I think that discussion deserves a, a whole dedicated show for that. We'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to make they, one comment. On. I, I, I was looking at the launch trailer and I was like, Oh yeah, they, these are all these great games from ages ago. Oh, and there's Gollum, which released last year. But the one the one that stood out to me was actually Robinson, uh, The Journey, because mm. yeah. I still think that in the last three years, like we really haven't had a, a really sound um, dinosaur game. And I know I'm saying this in the middle of, of having just had a dinosaur game for Quest, but that had a different kind of expansive feel to it. Mm. And the scale, like... Like in in Ark, that that game for PC VR, and then in this on 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 PSVR, those games were just really made you feel the size and scale of dinosaurs. And I would love to see another game that really does that in more of an open yeah. plan. Like I'd love to see, you know, something where you actually get to go to Isla, whatever it's called, uh, and wander around the park, mm. you know, in Jurassic Park. Something that's not as as confined as as what yeah. we just got. Yeah, I, and I do think we can expect something from Crytek. Uh, for sure, because yeah. I mean, the like you're not gonna tell me they're gonna make another climb game. I think that's you know we've seen that now. Maybe do like climb mechanics in a Robinson game because that's how the climb you know started mm -hmm. in the first place because of yeah. Robinson the journey. So maybe switch it around now. Wasn't it called the Islands on PCVR? Or yeah, something? it was like yeah. a demo, like, a demo experience, like the demo, Island right? One and the Island yeah. Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. Well, um, to celebrate their birthday, PlayStation actually shared some interesting information about the top globally played VR games on their platform by total playtime hours. Oh. Uh, so I thought I'd do a little rundown of them uh, to share them. Let me so guess. In a- Go well, on. number one. Uh, we're going to all make a guess here. Also okay. The chat. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I would say yeah, Beat Saber. Duh. Well, it's not number one, actually. I don't think so. No? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make I, a different guess. Like, I mean, if it's, does Resident Evil 7 count? It's in there. Hmm. What? What I is... that would be... Um, shoot. What, what was the on, on Roller Coaster's experience? Oh, uh, uh, Rush of Blood? Yeah, I, sure. I would it's suspect that that's up there. Okay, no. no. Astro could um, also make... It's got to be something like one of the original mind. sets Astro's that was around there for either, which I was what? surprised about. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's mostly old stuff I hear. It's kind of like contact time. the start. Sorry, what is so it? Th- this is globally uh, played hours uh, oh, in total. Oh, okay, um, okay. I, thought, I, thought I wish it. Contractors was up there. That was that game deserves not, it. Well, it yeah. is in, it is in uh, the US because they, they also broke it down into regions. So US, okay. Japan, and Europe. And in the US... Uh, uh, Firewall was on the list, but globally, it's quite telling, isn't it? it, Mike? it didn't, That's quite didn't, telling. Didn't quite make it, yeah. Too many um, guns. But uh, let me give you the rundown then. So, in <laughs> at right, number five, yeah. uh, Resident Evil Seven VR. Yep. Okay. Uh, in at number what? four, Zim's favorite, Skyrim VR. Oh, how could I not even say that? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> no Man's Sky is probably in there as well. Then. No. 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 No, 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 no Man's Sky. Wow. No Man's no. Sky. No. No Man's Sky either. No. Number three surprised me, and that's PlayStation VR Worlds. Okay, yeah, but that's a demo that comes yes. with the... So but then still, why, is that, why isn't that a number one, I, I would ask, but okay. Please, please don't tell me it's VR demo discs, because if it's the VR demo discs, then you can back off. Blood and truth. No. That's not it, is it? No, no, no. no. Number two is Beat Saber. Okay. 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 And number one, I'm surprised uh, Nathan didn't get this because he's drinking from their mug. <laughs> oh, Rec Room. Of course. Rec Room. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of number course. One. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so wow. so they're, they're the official stats from PlayStation for top globally played uh, VR games on the PlayStation platform. Oh, wow. uh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Happy birthday to both Oculus Quest yeah. 2 and PSVR. Looking forward to seeing your uh, your your brothers in the future, <laughs> um, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into some new hardware then, because this is where things get a little bit interesting. Because we had uh, on Thursday, the fourteenth of October, HTC finally unveiled what they've been teasing uh, for the last few weeks, and sadly, it wasn't a tracked <laughs> VR thermos flask. I was quite devastated yeah, that, about that. I still Actually, want that though. It would have been a better device, I think. I would 100% bought one. I would 100% bought one. <laughs> yeah, track. same here. No, that, that's Drake's like a lit thing. Someone VR. is watching this, listening, make it. Seriously, you're going to make a lot of money. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah, maybe we should make it. The F-Reality yeah, yeah. tracked drinks container. Mm, yeah, sounds good. Um, but instead, it wasn't a thermos flask. It was a brand new small form factor standalone VR headset called the HTC Vive Flow, which HTC, which <laughs> HTC, <laughs> HTC are referring to as immersive glasses. So yeah. straight away, uh, this isn't a Quest 2 competitor and it's not for gamers. So, you know, the reception from the enthusiast community and the gaming community has been <laughs> pretty savage, to be honest. That negative. Yeah. Um, and The Verge, the uh, the tech sort of outlet online, uh, this is what their tagline was for their article about it. And they said that the HTC Vive Flow is VR for people who don't like VR. <laughs> and I think, yeah. okay. to be fair, I don't think that's actually too far from the truth. As, what? Like I said, this product isn't really aimed at us. 
Uh, it's not aimed at gamers. It's not aimed at like oh, uh, the ah. well, like, someone I, who doesn't like VR is not going to buy this. Oh, either. but I, I see what you mean. Like the mainstream crowd out there isn't interested in necessarily VR yet. So they're saying there is no audience to be found yet to be liking something like this. Well, is that so kind of what they mean? So this is the target market, right? The target market are, are people that are looking for a small and lightweight device in a small yeah. form factor yeah. to provide an immersive experience for consuming media socializing with friends or colleagues mm. or for unwinding with VR apps to relax and calm the mind. Yeah. So the, the target demographic is very, very small, I would say, straight off the bat. Mm. And I think that's where The Verge were going with that tagline is that probably oh. this headset is aimed at people that don't own a VR headset already and this is going to be a new product to them. But how they reach that market, I, I mm. don't know. But we'll talk more about that later and mm. I can... I can briefly sort of go over the specs because there are some quite interesting specs to this headset and some quite unique features that we've not seen on any other headset so far. So yeah. bear with me. Um, first off, it's super lightweight, weighing in at just 189 grams. Um, so it's very, very light indeed. To give you some context, the Quest 2 is around 500 grams. So we're talking like yeah. less than half the weight yeah, that's of the nice. Quest 2. Old, old Nokia phones were like 130 grams yeah. for comparison yeah. wow yeah wow yeah so super lightweight and small mm. um it features dual lcd displays uh with a resolution of 1600 by 1600 pixels per eye uh running at 75 hertz with a 100 degree field of view so mm. not too bad not too great nothing groundbreaking but for its form factor i think it's very impressive uh this it's is where things refresh rate as well no 75 yeah yeah, wouldn't it, it be more make more sense to do like like the Godet with like seventy two, possibly Especially if it's a media device. Well, maybe that's specifically why they chose that number because maybe it works better for certain content. I don't know. Yeah, seventy five was an odd number. Seventy two would, because it's a it's it's a plural a of multiplier. Of, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So unusual design choice there, but who knows what the rationale behind that is? Not one hundred percent sure. Um, but where things get even more interesting is that it has pancake lenses. So not for now lenses that we see in traditional VR headsets. Pretty much every modern VR headset has Fresnel lenses, but they've gone with pancake lenses. Um, this is because they're smaller and the eye, the, the distance between the lens and the display can actually be smaller as well and fit into this kind of like form factor. And uh, they also say that this choice is due to the main sort of use case for this device, which is media consumption because it has less glare. Um, and you don't, because because like Fresnel lens if have has um, have concentric rings, you Internal do get glare sometimes. Whereas pancake lenses are clearer, so you don't get that um, uh, effect. Exactly. Uh, something else that's really really cool about this headset that I did really like. Uh, I've actually tried one by the way, but I'll talk more about my hands on time with it uh, very shortly. Um, is that around the pancake lenses are dials, and these are individual diopter adjustment dials. And this means that if you wear glasses, uh, you can actually dial in your individual eye prescription uh, up to negative six. Uh, so this means that you can use this device without having to wear your corrective eyeglasses or wear, cool. or wear like contact that. lenses. Yeah. yeah. That's also, cool. that the fact that the adjustment can be made to each eye individually. Each eye individually. Like my correction in each eye is different. Uh, and exactly. Yeah. And so seeing yeah, that yeah. as the first time I've, I've actually kind of like copped it. All right, that's... Yeah. I didn't know about that technology, actually, that that was even possible, that that was an option that was out there. And uh, it's very important. It's it, like immediately I want that in every headset going forward. And 100%. That, that, that's that's yeah. amazing. When you can launch a product and drop a feature that should now become the standard, 
um, and may serve as the <laughs> the Reddit wine uh, when new headsets then drop over the next year and product managers are going, damn it, why didn't we think of that? I love that. I love that when when a product manages to do that. So that was that was a really nice surprise. Also, the size of the the size of the devices, is so yeah. so small. Yeah. So um, yeah, really cool feature that uh, diopter adjustment. Um, another feature it has is it has uh, removable material face gaskets, which are held in place using magnets. Um, and this is designed so you can uh, swap them out, but also take them off completely because you can wear this device without the gasket. Uh, so you have an option. You can be completely immersed in your experience or you can have some peripheral awareness. If you're wearing this on a train or a plane, you know, you don't want to miss the, the snack cart going by. Uh, you can you can take the material gasket off and you still have a, an idea of what's going on around you for, um, you know, and I think if, if you're going to be wearing this out in the wild, that's probably a smart way to use a device like this. So, you yeah. know, they, they've clearly kinda, thought about if, it. If you put it on, it does kind of look like you're wearing like a face mask with the glasses over it. Like, you know what I mean? Like those those mouth masks. And then yes. if you look at them, like it's full, like it's, it almost covers it. Yeah. What, for it. One one thing about the looks of the device, I mean, um, it's 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 a pity that you can't because they look like fashion, like a fat, fashionable sunglasses. Um, but they can't at the moment, I don't believe, operate in that way. I know there's some pass through capability that's either in the device or coming. Mm. Um but I, I haven't seen what that looks like. If it's in full color, or is it mono? You know, because they do yep. have those cameras in the front that are quite small. But I think you're going to end up with something like what you have with Quest, which is a, a pass-through mono image. Yeah. Initially in my video, I said that it didn't have pass-through, but it, apparently it does have some light pass-through features, but we just haven't seen that yet. Mm. Um, yeah, also, those right. cameras um, provide six degrees of freedom hair tracking, uh, and they also enable... <laughs> Did you say head or hair tracking? He said hair tracking, right? Hair Did tracking. You say hair tracking? I, I want tracking? six degrees of freedom. I think it sounds like hair. Tracking. I'm like, what is hair tracking? My I don't know what it means. I can't get well. the words out. Wow. Um, yeah, six degrees of freedom he uh, head tracking. Uh, <laughs> and it's probably because I was confusing head tracking and hand tracking. But yeah, so it's got six degrees of freedom <laughs> head tracking. Yeah. Head but tracking, hand yeah. tracking functionality is going to be a feature that's going to be part of this headset, but it's not enabled at launch. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and so as far as I understand... The device has on the face of it, underneath the, the glasses, if you want to call it that, which I think is just a, it's a faux front f for no benefit other than to pick up fingerprints and look just cool. Just looks cool, yeah. Um, but it also allows the cameras to kind of see out. There's only two cameras, I think. There aren't four or no, five. That's just two. It's yeah. just two, yeah. Just two. No, but so so, I, so I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that the, for example, your hand, the hand tracking element is going to have to be in front of you. Mm. not at your lap level yeah it it's not going to have the tracking volume as the quest yeah yeah two does yeah yeah um so alongside all this it doesn't have a built-in bat well it, it has a very small built-in battery very very small uh it's only there to keep the headset going as you swap over your own power supplies which you have to provide yourself uh in the form of a battery pack you know, um, and they recommend that's the way you would do it. So that's what the USB-C port is at the end of the glasses arms. Yeah. So that's where you connect mm. your own battery to yeah. it to power Isn't that it. Regarding, is regarding ports, because we had a, a question from uh, Dr. English. Um, does the Vive Flow have a headphone jack for using no, a plane, for instance? it doesn't. You have to Bluetooth. And it it's does Bluetooth have, LE. Yeah. yeah, it does have built-in uh, 3D spatial audio uh, in, the, in the arms mm. of the glasses, which, you know, my hands-on experience was actually pretty decent, but yeah. it does bleed out to everyone around you, so it's not an ideal use case for mm. a plane. Oh, okay. yeah. But you can, like Zim rightly said, you can connect your own Bluetooth, Bluetooth headphones yeah. to this. Exactly. So, yeah. But I, I do have to say, I, I do like uh, the design of this. Design, amazing. It's, it's great. 
It's Form of course it's amazing. big, but I mean it's very hard to make something yeah, super small I, and still have all yeah. those features in it. But I, I would wear this. I would wear this if if I would sit I, I on a bench or something. I'm like, exactly. yeah, it looks kind of kind of nice. Looks kind of badass. Uh, yeah, you're still I gonna look. You you're still gonna look like that. a geek. Just saying. <laughs> but I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. But you're gonna look I like think, a geek that's got some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you either like it or you don't. But I, I do appreciate them going from a certain design that looks like. Well, yeah, that's like what I'm they, saying. They had yeah. something in mind, like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, you're you're a glasses wearer yourself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally, at least. H yeah. How do you find the comfort of the device? Yeah, I found it comfortable, and I should I should say that I only got to try it for like five ten minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. I just watched a movie trailer in it. Um, the the display looked sharp and clear. Audio was actually really good. I actually thought the built-in in audio. In terms of like like weight distribution, it, it mainly sits on your ears and your nose. So you know you, yeah, so you don't I... with, with with like the Quest Two. It sort of mainly sort of spread over your face and your cheeks, um, but this is predominantly on your nose and your ears. And they try to compensate with that because it's, the, as they show in, in the video that we're running, there's a bit of a clamping effect at the back. Yeah. So yeah. imagine two pads at the back of, and mm -hmm. it's meant to kind of hold at the back of your head and then yeah. hold on, on your nose. So it's balancing between that. Yeah. But what I saw, and I think this is what Rowdy's getting at, because anyone who uses even headphones, like on-ear headphones, for example, that aren't circumoral, or uh, heavy sunglasses for a long, for an extended period of time, or... Uh, I don't know, test room glasses, you end up, you know, with that lovely indent in your ear and it gets painful after a while, right? Mm. Uncomfortable. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was kind of like, mm, nearing on 200 grams, resting on the ears. It doesn't look like the kind of device I'd, I'd be able to wear for more than an hour mm. um, just by the look and feel of it. So that I'm concerned about. Mm. Um, the other thing that that I think is for a, for a product that's priced at 500 bucks or, or Looking at the UK market, 500 pounds, that's a lot of cash, actually, for a device, particularly when the competition out there looks, you know, is, is VR. But I think this is a new, this is really establishing a new market. It's now, like, it's not an, brand it's new. Early, like, see it as an early adopter product, right, in that sense. Yeah, so, like, for yeah. me and my wife, for example, she was like, ooh, that looks interesting. Like, we had, as a media device that you would use on and travel on the go and stuff, one of the, the problems I have with Quest is it's so big. And also, if you've if you've gone from uh, say on a plane use of a Go, which is three DOF, to a Quest, which is six DOF, you find that there aren't so many titles that suit three DOF and you sitting in a seat. Like Beat Saber is not a thing to play on a plane, okay? And there's plenty of other things that you just can't. So this device looks really tidy in terms of its size and all that. The case, I have to say, I don't like the case. It looks like it looks too chunky. It looks it looks fat. Like it would be difficult to put that in a bag or something like that and not have it take up an inordinate amount of space. Yeah. It really looks but it, uh, unfortunate. It I wish there was a case that was more like an eyeglasses case that yeah. would close over it. That would be easier to slip into a well, bag. If it, if it was a charger in that sense, where it was like a battery yeah. on its own, you could then then it would make sense. But it is kind of big. But it's also like the shape of these things. Like I think you underestimate how big they are when you have to actually slide them into something. You yeah. Know, you and do I think need some good pockets for this kind of stuff. You make a really good point about like it charging it at the same time, because that's what the Facebook Ray-Bans did pretty well, yeah. is that yeah. when you put yeah. them in the case, they charge them at the same time. Yeah. Um, but in I terms just got of, to try those, by the way, uh, yeah. over the week at, at EGX. And actually, I thought that those were way more compelling once I had them on. Uh, now, the Facebook thing is still, a, is still the anchor that drags it down, in my opinion. I don't really want to be sharing data in that way. But actually, is the form factor, how it works, how it plays back, how it captures, all of those things. It's a pretty nifty device. And actually, the case in that case isn't mm. too big. 
Yeah, but that's the thing that doesn't do much. Uh, lets it down just, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for what it is, though, it's a fashion. It's a fashion tech yeah. device, isn't yeah. it? Whereas this yeah. one is a tech fashion device. But going back <laughs> yeah, to sort of true. like that's uh, power. Obviously, like I said, you have to supply your own battery pack. Uh, they don't. They don't ship you on with this device when you buy it. Um, yeah, they will be pack, selling. Yeah. They will be selling an official HTC branded battery pack, which is uh, ten thousand milliamp hour. And they said that using that connected to the headset will last about five hours of continual use. But but yeah. it, it should be included, I guess. When this you is buy what I was going to say. Stuff, this package, but... right, for five hundred bucks, even if they made it six hundred, right, you'd expect to have a charger in there, like something to actually be able to use the device. Um, the case is included, so that's okay. And no, there's no, a no. third thing no, no. I was thinking about. The case about. isn't included unless you pre-order. Okay, oh, so, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah so the only the pre-orders get yeah. it. Uh, it's, so, late, so later, it feels down, like an empty, yeah, so an empty later, device. L- later down the road, you would have to also buy that. How much so, yeah. would that be? Like 20, and I haven't even got to the best bit, bit, bit yet. Bucks, because, so, so, far you need, so, so far, you need okay. an extra battery pack, yeah. right? Yeah. You need a case to look after yeah. if you're taking it out with you on the go. Yeah, and this okay. is where things get really interesting. You also need, because obviously hand tracking isn't enabled uh, when it launches, you need an Android smartphone to use it. Um, it, it doesn't support iOS. It doesn't support PC. Okay. So, Good. You, but, but the <laughs> fact that you need a phone is not necessarily a surprising thing. I mean, that makes sense for this but kind of stuff. Not including but, iOS. But not like cool. a specific phone and you have to buy, if you don't have that phone, then... But you if you already have need it, Android. like do you yeah, have an if Android you have, phone? If you have, no, I don't have an Android. Exactly if you do have either. an Android, then it's not a problem. But yeah, for us who have an yeah. iPhone, then it's like, why? Like, I'm not gonna buy like for no device. It doesn't matter cuts if it's Vyflow or my washing machine. Yeah. I'm not gonna buy an Android phone. You're cutting off half the market with that with that yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, the, yeah. I, I saw a lot of people saying like, why don't you do? For example, what Oculus did with that little flat battery controller, the yeah, ship of CV1. Little 3DF right? controller. Love yeah. that little thing. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, the thing is, you'd have to, even if it was an optional purchase outside of the core package for 15 quid. Yeah. I would make sense. Although right? it does, it does, like, allow the, the, your yeah. iPhone users to actually interact with yeah. the device. Mm-hmm. The battery I can get over. I, I can get over it. Uh, but yeah. for me, this is a device where, I, just like with the DK1, I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, new product, really cool tech." I'll wait for V2. Yeah, you it, know what it, I mean. That's yeah. the same thing here because the price will come down. It'll get sleeker, sexier, easier, and I think they'll learn from this launch. And I hope they do make another one or another competitor comes out with something like this because this category is really cool. I want something to be but, able to use. But on what the about go. the tech that they're showing is so new in this device? Because isn't it a lot of? Rather old tech. It, it is a lot of old tech because yeah. the the chipset in it is actually the XR one. Uh, we, lenses we, are, are old lenses. The displays are old displays. The um, diopter is interesting. I would say that's the pretty diopter new. Diopter is interesting. I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's the pretty old. New. Old tech. Yeah. yeah. And and um, we do need to like you do need to keep in mind that this is not the first time we have seen well VR glasses before. You know there have been yep. VR glasses coming out last year. There like I found one from. I saw like E minus and some other people try it, like from LG from 2016. Even mm-hmm. back then, you had them. Of course, yeah. it got a little bit better. Um, but this is not the first time you see these kinds of things. Although, like with with the stuff that they're offering in terms of you know what you can do with it, is of course a bit more yeah. thought through. Um, but honestly, there's two very good use cases for this, right? Um, and the first one that I can think of is just is just Netflix. Um, but I, I do find the whole package. As an end user, right? The thing I liked about Quest, just to compare real quick, 
is how easy it is to pick up and use it. You can pick it up and use it in like 10 seconds. It's, it, that was the thing that just changed the market for me because VR used to be like two minutes to set up and get in. Yeah. This thing looks easy to use, but you have to have it you know, connected to your phone to use that controller. You have to have it connected to a battery and have that sat somewhere on your side, in a pocket, in a bag or whatever. So it, it just feels like a very cumbersome package. I really like the product entry. I will definitely be buying something like this in the future. But this one I have to let go because mm. the price is just, it's extortionate. Yeah. Even as an Android user, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't justify the amount of times I'd pick this up and actually although, use it. But Netflix, although, for example, I, I would love to see what that looks like in this display. How, how are the displays and how was the build quality, Mike? Because those are the two things that I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, you know, good. You know, I, I would say, you know, I, I was sitting there watching a, a movie trailer and, you know, it wasn't an immersive VR environment that I was in. It was just a black void. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if you if you've ever used a virtual yeah. desktop before. You've just yeah. got like you've got different options for your surroundings, and the black void being one of them. Mm. Um, but I would have preferred to have more options. Do you like, know what I mean? like, like like what Netflix has, where you've got like the virtual couch exactly. and TV in yeah. front of you, exactly. and that makes a difference. It actually feels it like a better quality. You have the ambient lighting that flickers off of things. You know, and maybe that'll come right. I yeah. mean, there are a few devs who've had obviously hands on to this and have yeah. you know jumped with launch, which is great to see. What about build quality? Did it feel like it was something you could easily break? I didn't know. It didn't feel didn't feel like it, you could easily break it. Um, you know, I mean, if you threw it on the floor, you know, it's probably going to do some damage because <laughs> yeah. especially those like mirrored sections at the front would probably yeah. likely break. But everything else, I, rec- I reckon. So, would, so would, the the front is more like a, a way to protect what's behind it, right? And also to have a see through kind of thing going on for later. It's more or of a design more, choice. Yeah, yeah it's I like the frunk. Just, just it's, cool. it's, yeah. Because yeah, something has to look through it for. maybe in the future, right? No, it's literally there just for design okay, purposes. Okay. Um, so, but wait, 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 um, the, the two cameras in the front do look through that glass. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. saying. But, but so, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. It's it's a yeah aesthetic. It, in in terms of what you can actually do with this thing, um, they're really pushing uh, relaxation and meditation and unwinding with apps like uh, visitations and trip and those kind of applications. Yeah. Um, and they're also sort of saying, you know, you, sh- you could lie down in bed with it because obviously it doesn't have a back. <laughs> yeah, th- I it. love, that's my favorite part of like, you have this trailer and someone is laying about, I love that. And like, if I have yeah. these, I want to just replicate that scene. Yeah. It's well, just so funny. Remember I said this last week, uh, lying down with VR equipment right now yeah, is not easy. I still no. default back to Go. So yeah. comparing it to like a Go screen or a Quest, how's, how was the resolution and all that? Like, because it's what, 1600 or something per eye. It's not terribly yeah. high. When when you're just watching a movie, it doesn't really matter so much, you know. For me, it didn't. It didn't. It seemed comparable to what you know I, I'm used to with the Quest, even though okay. it is lower uh, on paper. It is lower, mm. yeah, um, but it was good enough, you know, to to okay. sit there and enjoy a movie and not be like, oh, there's a pixel here, there's a pixel there. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, I thought it looked good. I just wish there was more VR to the environment rather than just this black yeah, void. But yeah, so it looks good. It felt comfortable from the short period of time I had it on. But like you say, how it would stand up to hours and hours, I don't know. One because thing that I really like about the design, and I wanted to, because it, it flagged a risk to me, which I asked RJ, this developer who's been working with the device. So for the Flow, it's got active cooling. Uh, some of you might remember who had an Oculus Go, which had passive cooling, the issues it had about shutting down, um, getting too hot and all of that. <laughs> then Quest brought back in active cooling. And most quests are, I'll call them silent or relatively silent. If you've got one that's noisy, you probably should send it back. Um, this one, 
also has active cooling. It's really interesting. They have a vented mechanism which draws in air across your face and out the device, which they show in the trailer again. Um, but I was nervous again about sound because you've got sound bar mm -hmm. audio as your default. So mm -hmm. I asked RJ, I said, hey, um, you know, is it is the fan audible and and his his position on it was it, it it's inaudible um yeah or, or just yeah. about that bar so, Which is great. so you had you found the same mic you didn't hear yeah the i fan found the same all? and especially because like coming from the focus three <laughs> you know mm -hmm. that thing had like a pretty loud fan which I thought was unacceptable, you know, for, for a standalone product. It was yeah. too loud for me. Whereas this was, yeah, like you say, like I, I couldn't hear it. But then again, I was outside when I was using it. I should should point that out. Mm. Um, but in terms of use cases, like um, the, the main use case obviously is, is like you said, Zim, watching Netflix uh, and, and that kind of content, like content from YouTube. It also supports VR 180 and 360 content from YouTube as well. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but most of this content is going to be casted using Miracast from your Android device. These aren't apps that are built into the headset itself. Um, and one of the things is, like, funnily enough, uh, Guy Godin is in the chat, but one of the things I said was that, you know, virtual desktop, in my opinion, would be a killer app for this because yeah. it doesn't have any PC to flow streaming support at launch. And I'm like, well, yep. as I don't have an Android phone and I'm an iPhone <laughs> user, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have PC support. I, I physically can't use this device. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it's but a I, I, I see what you mean there. And it also automatically makes this uh, headset more intelligent than it initially is, right? Because now what it sounds to me like is, it's almost like back in the days when you had like a Samsung Gear VR and you had these apps and stuff and they were running from your phone as well. It's like an upgraded version of that now. Mm. But with virtual desktop, you really add like interesting tools to it and make it, yeah. let's say you can turn it into a, a headset that you can also use for work. I know they want to go for relaxation, yeah. but if you then want to work or do other stuff, that's kind of interesting. I think as well, like the, the problem is if, the, if they're saying you should use this device on the go, like they're saying like, and I had to ask this question a couple of times, like, mm. who is this for? Like, yeah. who, how are people going to use this? Because I couldn't initially get my head around it. Um, and, and they were like, you know, traveling, you know, on a train or on a plane, maybe, or in a hotel that you're staying at for business or whatever. And that kind of makes sense. But I was kind of thinking if I was on a plane, so I've got to charge two devices before I go. I've got, a, I've got, I've got this, this battery pack that I need to plug this headset into. And then I'm casting from my phone. Sorry, so now three I'm, devices. Well, right? three devices, sorry. So now I'm because draining the battery well. of, of three devices simultaneously, what, you know, two devices, sorry, the battery pack and, and the uh, and the phone whilst I'm using it. So, you know, after a while, both devices are going to be dead. So I'm not going to have a phone or a headset. So, yeah. yeah because I, you're I, also you're also using your phone just like before you hop on a, let's say, for example, a plane, you're going to use your phone maybe also just as a phone and not all the time yeah. as. You want to switch yeah. around. It's like, oh, someone is calling me. Okay, let me now do this or... yeah. Things like that. Now, I, I see what you mean, but I, I do want to point out, and I think gaming science teacher also did that, is like, and, and this is the problem we have been talking about every time, is like HTC makes a product, doesn't really know how to explain it, doesn't know to explain where who it's for, where mm -hmm. it's going and stuff like that. This time, at least they got right that we know it's not for consumers. They nowhere said that, so they were pretty clear about that for the first time ever. But it is for consumers. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, for consumers. Sorry, I'm, I'm the other. Not like, business, yeah. No, no, yeah. what I'm saying is like they're clear about, let's say, the, the group of that. Um, yeah. But the thing is like, again, and I've, I, like, I'm, I'm repeating myself every time when I say this, is like in China, these glasses were everywhere. When I was, uh, last time when I went to China, like uh, two years ago, 
these kinds of glasses were everywhere. You know, these VR glasses. Huawei was selling these. Um, and LG and Samsung, everyone is, is making these glasses already. So that's nothing new. So in the Chinese market, in the Asian market, they're already used to buying these kinds of things. But I feel like the West, in that sense, isn't really ready for this kind of stuff. And especially, as you said, like in the West, a lot of people use iPhone. Uh, in, in the Chinese market, there are a lot of people who use Android. Um, but that's the thing that, you know... You gotta, yeah. you gotta make, like, I always feel like HTC or you just completely focus on China first, make it successful there and then go to the West, but don't try to do the, they're always trying to do both, but you can just see that they're like, I feel like every time they launch a product that has potential, every time it has potential they're every time they're close to, you know, we're like, yeah, 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 we're getting there. But then it's like, they, they just don't know who they want to go for, you know, yeah. then you know what I'm what I'm yeah. saying here? Uh, don't spread it out. Just for me, it's, su- it's such a specific market. And I don't understand how they're going to reach that market because I don't understand how they're going to make these people aware that this product even exists for them to want it. And even then you're talking about five hundred dollars yeah. for but something w- that, that's new <laughs> and that they I, may have never you, used before. I do think. If you look at the event itself, if you look at the event itself, like it's clear that they made a device that is aimed at the Chinese market, like Mm -hmm. the the, the focus on meditation on like, you know, all these kind of like applications that they're highlighting. It's it's aimed at the Chinese market, but the marketing strategy that they're putting forward is more aimed at a Western market. Yeah, but like the thing is, yeah, but the thing is what they do every time is like at HTC headquarters, they come up with a new uh, headset and stuff. They speak it through. They know exactly because they are, you know, Chinese. They are. So they know what people want in that sense. But then it needs to be translated to the, you know, American side of things. Uh, that's like a daughter company is way smaller, is I would say a little bit less professional compared to the Chinese version. So it's all a little bit, you know, kind of trying and thinking and, and just hoping for the best. I just, I think that's the problem here. The, um, the only realistic market that I can see. Um, so when Go, when Go, just to com- contrast, when Go uh, entered the market, right? Education or employment for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever. Um, and it was 400 originally. Or um, they'll, they'll buy that. And they'll say, I'll buy X number and I'll use this for training and I'll use this for a school or whatever. Um, this device to me looks like what you would have if you took a Virgin Atlantic trip, you know, across continents mm-hmm. and you sat in first class or business class and you would get one of these. You would get yeah. one of these instead of that TV on screen on yeah. the thing and you'd, you'd wear it and you'd be like, Haha, look how cool and bling I look and yeah. I'm trying something yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pizzazz I could see selling you know, thousands yeah. uh, to airline companies if they yeah. weren't. And I know they're still going to be struggling, you know, post-COVID. So yeah, you're that's right. where yeah, I they, see it. I yeah. don't see it in manufacturing. I don't see it, honestly, right now in education. But the V2 of this device does have applications in in, in applications in, uh, in medical, yeah. you know, in yeah. hospitals and things like that for pain relief and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, that that's one other place where I think that this could enter is if you're a physiotherapist or something to that effect. And you're like, hey, uh, you know, welcome to my uh, premium a physiotherapy clinic yeah. i'm going to do my treatment on you and then to wind down at the end of this we'll do 15 minutes in this headset yeah. you know yeah. i yeah. could see them purchasing one of these yeah, but what you're but saying here, how are they going to learn about it i think mike's make, makes a real point those people are not tuned in to vr podcasts they're not watching no. wherever uh, htc is promoting this they they definitely have a problem here about getting the product into those yeah. people's hands and, and and the problem that i'm seeing here every time is like like 
I, people are always like, ah, yeah, it's not going to sell in the West and, and you know, HTC is going to struggle even more. Well, in China, it's huge and they're making loads of money. But I do feel like they're losing more and more of the Western market every time they release a headset. So even if they grow in China, they're kind of losing food in the West because of them not being able to, you know, approach this more specifically. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. Like this, this could work in the West, but you need to be very, as Mike said, if he is asking this marketing company or the marketing side of their, their company, where, who is this for? And they can't explain it. That's the core problem here. You know, they need, need to, to like know Apple. where this is going. They need to do it like Apple, create a niche themselves, create well, something that, 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 and make people aware that they want this. Maybe that's, that's what, what they're doing. Apple has been so good at. Maybe would, the, like the, if you answer if you answer this question right, how would we market it? I would answer that question by saying I would just flog Netflix. I would show Squid Game or any popular title alongside this device. Someone on a train, someone on a plane, show that, show that, show that. You know, thirty second to one minute trailer, and that's all you do. Just, just show the, that one application. But, but the thing is, like, let, let's go, like, they did a live stream, right? And they were showing a lot of stuff. They also did a lot of just talking, talking, talking. And then you have on Twitter, you have, like, I'm, I'm sure you know this dude. If not, then, you know, that Shen, you know, Shen, he's like one of the, uh, next to Elvin as well, like, you know, really promoting HTC in a good way. So he did a whole thread on Twitter explaining this thing. I'm like, why didn't you put this guy on the live stream? Yeah. Let this guy explain it. He's an American. He can explain it to you. You know, he knows what, like, he's like, f- funny enough, he he's sold this headset UK, more to me yeah. than, no, he's a good guy. You, but you know what I mean, right? Like yeah. he, he sells it better on a Twitter thread yeah. than what I've seen in a live stream, you yeah. know? So, Too attacky. Yeah, and no, I do agree. And I think for me personally, if I was HTC, I just would have delayed the launch until I had hand tracking already established. Yeah, yeah. I had iOS support or some sort of P- PC streaming functionality, whether it be your own or, you know, using mm. someone like virtual yeah. desktop and really leveraging their application as you know a great use case for your device that's what i would have done personally well, yeah um, no i agree but yeah. i agree one, but one everyone is rushed on that, as well right hand, the hand yeah. tracking that's coming will that entirely replace the need for use of the phone do you know well, well it will for controlling it but not for mirror casting which is one of the most which is the biggest feature of the phone um, the biggest feature yeah. exactly so you yeah. still are yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have like a native netflix app yeah and, and that's a problem yeah. And, and, and another thing you should be aware of, obviously they're using Miracast, um, which you know isn't supported via iPhone, um, but some uh, premium sports uh, applications and, and, and some uh, media platforms don't support Miracast or, or casting. Um, block. So you've got to be careful as well as to which content you're already subscribed to, whether this yeah. is going to be useful or not. Um, but one thing I, I thought, which would be a really cool use case, and it you know, wouldn't be possible, I don't think, but... You know, something like if I could use this as a, a display for my console, you know, if I was sitting in bed and I wanted to play PS5 oh, yeah. or some uh, Switch content and, and this was acting as the display and somehow I could wirelessly cast the HDMI connection from those devices with an additional yeah. accessory, Absolutely. Yeah. I would be all for it. You know, I'd be, I'd be all over this. Because, because Bluetooth would probably reach, actually, in most houses, particularly in the UK, maybe America, not so much. Um, but you, you, you could be sitting in bed with your, your 
controller, Xbox, yeah. PlayStation controller, and that's a great use case. I really yeah. like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, talking about pricing as we sort of wrap this up, uh, pricing is available to pre-order now. Um, they're going to be start shipping them at the beginning of November. It's 499 US dollars, 499 British pounds, 549 euros. If you yeah. do pre-order, like we said earlier, you do get the carry case for free and you get seven okay. pieces of content for free as well. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I see. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I, I think we can all agree on that that it got rushed. But it, that's like some people also mentioned this in the chat is because you know Facebook, it, it like is around the corner to Facebook Connect, right? So they're like, we have to get this out. I think in in China they can make up for these kind of like things that aren't there. But in the West, I always feel like it's it's a one time launch and you just gotta shine and make it happen, right? Uh, I, I think less they're racing against Facebook. I think more they're racing against the holidays. I mean, when you're planning uh, a product release calendar, you plan for holiday sales. I mean, this is this thing is meant to be well, production yeah. live no, I, for consumers yeah. into consumers' hands in November, right? Yeah, and, and, and there's yeah, a reason right. for that. You're right, because the thing is, whatever Facebook is going to, like if they would make something similar to this, in China you can't sell it anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. An okay. unusual product well, for an unusual market. Yeah. And whether they'll reach that market, I have no idea. I do wish them the best of luck, but yeah. it's not a product yeah. for me anyway. Um, I don't know what happened to... <laughs> what happened to <laughs> to Rowdy there? Okay. Oh, no, 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 he's happened. fine on my end. So okay. it's no, probably no, no. just... Um, so artifacts. let's talk about uh, Lone Echo 2. Let's move away from hardware, get into <laughs> software, because as we know, content Maybe. is king at the end of the day anyway. Um, so Lone Echo 2, uh, it's been in the making for four years now. Numerous delays, but it's finally here, ready of dawn. Uh, ready at dawn have delivered and released the game last week on the twelfth of October, and it's an Oculus PC exclusive title, and probably it's going to probably be the last Oculus PC exclusive title that we see for some time, if not hey. a long time. Um, one thing to know uh, before we get into the game is that although it is an Oculus exclusive title, you can actually play this game on other VR headsets. PC VR headsets, I should stress, uh, using an application called Revive. Uh, Revive has been around for a long, long time, but if you're new to the VR scene, you might not be aware of it. So just know that if you've got an yeah. Index or a Vive or, you know, a Pimax or whatever it might be, you can play this game using Revive. Just Google it. You'll yeah. be able to find it. It's Super free, easy to by use. the way. And it's free. Yeah. So. Re Revive's great. And it's been around for years if you hadn't heard about it. It's not some hokey piece of software. This has been a, a, a pillar of the community for a long yeah. time. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't I'm, been, I'm so we glad haven't this been works, by yet. the way. Because <laughs> yeah. not everything works, right? Not Over the years, not everything has been revivable, especially just out the gates. But yeah. um, I've heard of a lot of success with this. Other than the but main menu. over time as well. Yeah. yeah. Other than the main menu, when I tested it, it worked in game fine. In the main menu... Just to give you a little tip, you do have to do a half trigger pull and that activates the menu buttons. Um, it can be a bit confusing at first, but... Half instead of full. In half order instead to of full. Yeah, to, to the activate the menus. Okay. Once you're in game, everything works exactly how it should, uh, using the Valve Index controllers anyway in my testing. Um, cool. By the way, Palmer Lucky, I think, uh, invested money into Revive, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, uh, correct. I think I remember but, that a couple yeah. years ago. yeah. But anyway, uh, Lone Echo 2 uh, follows on directly from the events of the original Lone Echo. So if you haven't played that game already, go and complete the original game first before jumping into the sequel because yeah. you need still to know good. what's going on. Yeah, It's more it's more enjoyable too that way, I would say. Yeah. 100%. And it's still, even even up to today, like it's it's like Half-Life Alex. Like you can, you can play that game today uh -huh. still and it still looks great. 
Yeah. yeah, but sometimes you can skip a game and just kind of go to the next one. But in this case, you have you really have to because you're going to yeah. have no idea what's going on in the second one. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to avoid any spoilers, by the way, so you can keep listening. Uh, yeah. uh, if we get into spoiler territory, then we'll we'll obviously give you a warning and let you know uh, because we don't want to spoil anything for you because it's an amazing game. Um, so who's played it here? Have we all played it? Yep. Played it, yeah. not finished it. Yeah, it, I finished the uh, first couple of hours i think i played yeah sims finished i finished yeah. what about nathan i finished fin- it too yeah Ooh, three of us finished how many how many wow. how many hours are we talking like i spend nine hours to finish this game yeah it's a long game it's a long really. game that's a, that's I, a good I, one i might have lost track of time but i was thinking i was clocking it at six and okay, for okay. Me, i bet that's you put pretty... in longer zim you are the one person out of all this group that's that true. will spend yeah, way weird. more time looking and analyzing yeah. it like a piece of scenery than any of us so i would that's, say that zim definitely put what more i was time going to hours. do and because gi is in chat i can moan a little bit um i haven't been able to work out why when i'm on a different <laughs> on a different network I, what my plan was from the hotel in london was to leave my pc running uh, connect and play lone echo while i was in london i was gonna be like that's gonna be an amazing yeah, story yeah, yeah. but it just wouldn't work and i tested it locally before that but i don't know i must have missed something others who've struggled with virtual desktop when you get it working and having played from california to scotland and played london to scotland before successfully i was just disappointed i didn't get to this time but i played it at home and it was it's it's a it's a very good title and i have to echo what you three lads have already said play the first one because it's a it's a, it's a continuity in that story you, is actually quite important here. But you still didn't explain why you spent six hours because that to me feels like a speed realm. I don't know why, but no, I, I didn't. Fast. I didn't go quick. I um I don't know. I just I, finished I, the I, tutorial. I thought it was the end of the game. Three two hour segments. Um, but no, I've got some really strong feelings about this game. Actually, go on then. Um, just go straight okay. into it. Let, 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 so let's, let's keep it open. For me, um, and you. <laughs> You guys are going to shoot me for saying this. Uh-oh. The, the first two hours, to me, felt like the intro to Medal of Honor because it was slow and it was honestly disappointing. I was nervous uh, in the first two hours. I was like, oh, shit, they just, they just took it like taffy and stretched it out, and it's not good. Um, but after that, it fucking opens up, ramps up, it goes, and it, and it gets gorgeous. Um, the thing that hit me first about the game that I will absolutely give it plaudits is... The audio design uh, in any kind of good headwear, headphones. Uh, I wore my tactile suit, my sub pack for it. It's it's really great. It's probably the best, if not like top five or top ten in terms of the audio journey. Mm-hmm. Everything, every little rock that breaks in your hands, uh, that plinks off of a wall, all the little energy sounds that you get, all of that is spatial 3D audio, and it is just enveloping. And I, as an audiophile, at his Play this game if you're an audiophile. I don't care if you hate space stuff. Play this. This is I, this is really cool for that. I totally agree with you there. It's also got some amazing voice actors that voice these characters. Um, Troy Baker actually does the voice of Jack, which is the character you play, which is a robot. And and yeah. something that I, I noticed was that even any movement that you make, you hear the mechanical sound of the robot whirring and moving. It's very, very cool. The dynamic I, range on their sounds is enormous as you said all the tiny little noises to all the really loud stuff it's all in there and you don't often get that in games you get a very kind of flat spectrum yeah, but, it's not yeah. that interesting but this is, this is incredibly like, imagine the, 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 like the, the budget they spend on sounds is what some vr games cost you know in total uh, way way uh, more but, than that man they, they, yeah, they, yeah, they no, blew, blew the water with for, this. for the contrast but but it's like yeah you 
for like a long time you get a triple a vr game again yeah like you it, that's what it is that's is, that's what that's what the sounds are 20, that's what the graphics are the I was gonna voice say, acting this is 2021's half-life alex that's what this i would is. agree i would agree the and, graphics. I, and i actually i i disagree a little bit with you sim like i actually enjoyed that kind of like dragged out kind of thing in the beginning because it is yeah. such an and i remember it from the first game it's such an atmospheric game like there's yes. so much atmosphere and the dialogue is so important and I just loved again, like you know, the the realness of the characters that you that you encounter, from yeah. like you know even the robots up until like Olivia yeah. herself. Like it's yeah. so it feels like you're there, and I I kind of enjoyed that kind of slow start to get you back into that and yeah. experiencing that and grabbing Olivia and like doing all kinds of weird stuff, which doesn't really you know I don't know if you know is if you grab <laughs> Olivia now she like like she didn't she used to like push you away. But now she like actually like brushes you off on the location where you are. So if you're yeah, trying to grab well, a butt, now we know what like Rowdy was up to her. during his playthrough. Like I didn't know that I that was the case. Hours in the tutorial now. But, but it's good to know that this this game doesn't really have a yeah. tutorial in that sense. So, and that's why the first two hours are kind of slow because there's a lot mm. to explain. Imagine explain. if you didn't play the first one, yeah. and you have to play the second one, then it needs to kind of. So I think that's the how flow I is. It. I think the flow is fine, and it also kind of builds up to like being more of an open world game because first it's more point to point and yeah. then it becomes like an actual huge, I'll just, you know? I'll just acknowledge, I don't think it's a fault that it's slow at the intro. I don't. And I do think that if you pick this up and you didn't play the first one, that, that kind of, that easing in will help. And it also enriches the feelings that you get later in the game. Yeah. Having done the, that's why I wanted yeah. to kind of complete it before I gave my thoughts on this because the full sandwich is is a really nice sandwich and all i want to do is kind of issue a cautionary tale because people have really short attention spans and there are a number of people out there like me who want uh, what can i say they want action they want more happening this is a very narration heavy experience so it's it's a bit like you're in a movie in a film and that's why i'm comparing it to the half-life series yeah because you really do feel like you're Jack, and and the characters, the 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 facial animations, the the hair Same. on the faces, all this kind of stuff is just it's it's really amazing. Yeah, and I, it's a treat, I, and and that's why I say I like that that slow because I think VR leans itself so well to that to that a mm. little bit more instead of like that action packed like running through each environment and like just going through going through going through. I think with 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 VR because it feels more real. You need to spend more time in 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 an environment to kind of ground yourself. Yeah, like it is. A, I like I, there are some small action-packed scenes, but overall, it's not extremely action-packed. It does have some moments where you have to do quickly something. But the trailer did kind of like the last trailer, at least that that uh, Oculus uploaded, was hinting more towards this being like uh, like epic all the time in the sense of like action, action, action. <laughs> uh, it's not an action movie uh, at all. You know, it's not. It's just. That's not the flow of the game. No, uh, but like, but like Zim said, it's you know the the first couple of hours are a bit linear. Then it opens mm. up, and but it's very dialogue heavy. It's very narration heavy. But to be honest, like I, I welcome it because I think we have so many VR titles out there that really yeah, exactly. don't focus on story and don't have other characters that you can interact yeah. with. You know, other VR titles generally you're on your own, and the the narration comes to your own imagination a lot of the time. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you answer your own uh, yeah questions. But and in things this, like that. It's all laid out. It's a beautifully laid out story. Um, and there's just a lot going on. But there is a lot of moments where you have to stand there and just listen. And I think <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I might I might also say, and again, I'm not gonna expose any of the characters, because meeting the characters is 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 part of the fun, but 
I didn't find there were any annoying characters. I actually, mm. I think I loved most mm. of them. I think they were really, really oh, enjoyable. Popcorn, <laughs> just get rid of him. Shoot him out into space. Forget about it. No, I love But I, I, I do know what no, you mean, were, Mike. They, like, the character design really stands out. We, it's not yeah. often, I don't, Nathan, maybe you said it, but, like, it's not often we get such a, uh, no, a heavy-hitting no. story right this, and, this, and is this, high, this is high this end is. vr folks this is exactly. high end vr that that we are missing for ages this is the pc uh, vr we've we we don't want to die but, but it, it again proves that this is the real shit this is the real stuff this is yes. what i want i i don't want like I, I like to play a party game from time to time but this is what makes me happy this is putting a big smile but on my face takes a lot of time as well, well it's yeah. not just money it's but, years and yeah. years and years of development but uh, the, the thing what mike is saying is that yeah like there are a lot of moments where you're just floating around and you can't just kind of well just throw some stuff around but it's not enough to like have you so sometimes you're getting a little tired of like standing there it's like oh yeah please like and you, you can't skip it that's that's mm. great that they didn't do that because then you're like but what did i have to do because this game is so well written that it sometimes has references that you experienced in the first hour but then six hours in someone mentioned something about that again and mm-hmm. if you then listened very carefully it's great because you're like ah yeah i i i know that inside joke or oh, i know yeah. this also uh, the um the audio logs and things that you unlock through the game there's a lot yeah, and there it's all connected there and dude everything can, is connected. exactly it, yeah. it is it is it is it's, like an immaculate play it's jam packed with dialogue Zim played six hours and did all of the audio logs well, all apparently the- he, <laughs> did it also, he did that even he did that in six hours maybe wow. i lost two hours in my count and it was eight but he um, played it for 16 hours he just the one in. <laughs> that is but very I, likely, right? But, but I just wanted to say, um, for all the for all the acknowledgement and the and the applause uh, that this gets, I, I do find the, the struggle that I had with it. The, the main point that hit me was performance um, on a on a twenty eighty super with an i seven. Um, I, I really struggled to get the balance point with the mm-hmm. settings to a place where it looked good. So initially, I started off. Uh, toyed with some settings in the middle of toying with settings game crashed right tried streaming mm. it chugged into it to a level yeah. that i didn't find appropriate so kept playing with it it took me kind of three different play sessions and probably three quarters of the way through the game to finally get to a happy medium with my setup including like smooth shadows game running smoothly yeah, yeah, yeah. those kinds of things then i had to sacrifice for example anti-aliasing also, I don't know why temporal AA exists. That should be binned. Uh, that is a horrible, horrible uh, technology. Mm-hmm. I want to put it away because it makes everything look terrible. But aside from that, performance, I think, is something they probably got to a point with this game because of how gorgeous it looks that they couldn't tweak it anymore. And they're just like, okay, it's release yeah, time. This, uh, this is what, this was like enough, the delay part. Fair enough, because like, it, yeah, looks, optimizing it looks incredible. I yeah, love the pulsating... Yeah. Um, I can't even remember, biomass and things like that that you had in the first game. It's just, it, it's gorgeous all around. One thing to uh, note, and this kind of links in with performance, is that there is, although the game, I, I do admit the game is is beautiful, and I totally agree with you there, um, but there are some moments where textures just don't seem to load properly. Uh, and you get some really low-res textures sometimes, which is a bit yeah. jarring because you have this beautiful open landscape of Saturn, which, you know... <laughs> really takes your breath away when you look at it and then you get inside and then there's like a, a you know an environment and you're just like yeah. it's not loading properly like it, the, the, the textures are so it low it turns into like play-doh it's like, it does, like everything yeah. looks like it's made out of clay it does yeah. it, I, I, even that that's a thing like 
it's not necessarily game breaking. Of course, it's no, 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 of course not. No, uh, but uh, like I, I do think they're gonna get that fixed. I, I think so. that was the yeah. reason why they got delayed because everything else, like this game, has been properly play tested. Like, hell yeah. Like, I, I didn't run into any box where I was stuck in a wall or something. I had to restart the whole game or whatever. This nice. game just works from start to finish. Yeah. And that's, did that's you, amazing. Did you have well crashes? Done. Did you have issues that way? No. Because no, I did. No, no. I had a lot. And I, I did, I did have some performance issues. Yeah. In, in some areas. Desktop, I mean. Like, in some areas, like, the performance dropped, but then there's yeah. so much going on. And as you said, if it's not optimized, then yeah, what the, what the heck? Yeah. Also, one thing on. I didn't expect, um, and maybe this is just modern gaming um, or a step back from modern gaming, is particularly when you're in a space area and you're going from place to place that you hit a loading wall. Like I was like, that yeah. just felt yeah. odd to yeah. me, right? And again, it brings me back to like Half-Life 1. You're running down a corridor yeah. as Gordon Freeman. <laughs> all right. of a sudden, you've got a loading bar. That now, does happen. That yeah. part, the scene-to-scene load was very short, but the initial game load for me, was on par with Iron Man. It was very long. It was <laughs> probably Iron Man. Yes. okay. I had that as well. Wow. It was probably I, I forty-five to a minute and fifteen <laughs> yeah, so seconds. Yeah. So the way this open world works is that it's like I think it has like segments. It's like have has all these like exactly. little aquariums that you enter into, and then it loads because I was sometimes between like three different points right in the middle, and it would load like two or three times real quick between uh, different ones. But I, I what I should say about this open world. It's amazing to just be floating around and have this feel like, oh, I can just do whatever I want. I can just kind of ignore the story for for once now after that two, three hours of yep. linear stuff and be like, yep. I'm just going to go here. And and first you're like, ah, yeah, this is going to be another like VR game where uh, it's going to stop here and then it's pushing me back. But dude, it's humongous. It's insane. Yeah. How big this is, how many places you can go. And and it's not like you're going to, like, that's also something I, I feel like I, I see a lot in games where it's like you go somewhere, you're like, whoa, this is looking really mysterious. But there is actually something to find. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's mysterious, but there's nothing here. No, that for everything, there is a reason. Yeah. And, and, and it the makes the story is- more enjoyable. And, and when you're out there exploring, creating your own little adventures, you know, that there was stuff I found, like audio logs and bits and pieces that you can scan. And then that upgrades and levels up your equipment, which then you can use to explore even further. And there was one thing that I found, and it's not really that a spoiler it. too much, um, but there is a like a jetpack booster that you can find out in oh, space. Oh, God. I yeah. told Nathie about it, and he yeah, found it I, as well. He almost but, killed me. He almost killed me with that it's, thing. It's super intense. Like, it fl- it literally, like, hurtles you across the map, and and all the comfort is just, like, out the window. This is, like, it's, super, yeah, super no, it's intense. Very, a bit of an inside joke rough. here, but... Is this like at the level of Rowdy on a broomstick? Dude. Uh, no yeah, idea. it's super intense. Like after a little while, you're like, yeah, this I got motion sick. See, was see this, is the, this is the thing. When I, when I, went, when I went to um, finish the game, uh, you have the stats menu or whatever. It tells you what you unlocked. I thought I had done all the kind of side stuff, and it's like, you've done 9.2%. Yeah, so definitely. you know what ended up happening here, lads? And this is a really weird thing for Zim, is that I ended up basically mainlining the story and did none of the exploration and i just went start to finish and did it in six hours that's what ended up happening here i think yeah, you, you I, I thought i was taking my time um but now that nathan <laughs> mentions it i didn't even think to kind of go exploring yeah well, there's, there's so I much mean, stuff to, to find dude I, I i was exploring a little bit like mike went like like when he told me about this thing he found i was like how the heck did he 
all the way go here. And, and then also, even when you are there, that you're like, oh, but that corner right there, yeah. like that piece right there. But yeah, there's like totally a lot it. like to find. And yeah, again, it adds to the story. It makes you more aware of things. It, it, it teaches you sometimes things about things that are going to still happen or already happened in the past. Um, so like for me, like I don't think there was any real... Uh, thing that I would say like mm, that wasn't so good like uh, you know as I said start from finish great yeah uh, performance problems the only thing that bothered me personally is the fact that they just didn't market this game at all and they just did they, they, they pulled the same trick with like what they did with Medal of Honor uh, yeah. and basically what it comes down to Facebook is now fully invested into standalone they still have PC VR but it's more on the back burner it's like we have Airlink right but it's not like we're investing into games anymore. This is Sea no. Lone Echo 2 as the last remnant, the the, the last no. like holy grail of PC VR for Oculus at least. I do think in the future, maybe it's Valve, maybe because of PlayStation VR 2, we're going to see an increase again on PC. But for a while, this is going to be the last thing you're going to see. And I think Oculus didn't want to make too much fuss about this as that's not their market anymore. But it does make me sad because there are like a lot of people working really hard on games like these. Passionate people. I know no one cares about that on the high, like the, the higher ground. But it's like, you know, this game got one or two trailers. Yeah. Today I saw Resident Evil, right? It's it's almost like coming out. They already uploaded more trailers Five than I've seen local. for Lone Echo in like three years, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and that makes... Logo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But with Lone Echo, it's not like, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're going to do a Q&A with Olivia or something, you know, with the actress or so no weird. marketing at all. And it, it just, it is it's weird, weird because, but it's because... understandable, but... I know, like it, it, I think it's I think the reason they don't they don't do that is just it's inaccessible and nobody wants the golden fruit that they can't have. Like people, it really upsets people, right? And the majority of their market now, yeah, I, I mean, know, ninety percent plus. I know, but also you should be championing, say, championing the gold standard of VR. You should be showing that, I like this is the flagship. Yeah, you this should be saying it. this is what high end looks like. But if they do that, then they're promising they're they're focusing on more in the future. Yeah. And I yeah. think you guys are, are right in saying that, unfortunately, this is probably the end of the line for them funding yeah. big titles like this, um, which are incredibly expensive. So I'm so glad to be able to, to chew down on this. Now, if you can't foot a $40 game, uh, I have a recommendation. Now, this is from the past. It's quite a long time ago now, actually five years. In 2016, a game called Adrift launched. That's spelled A-D-R-1-F-T. one F T. Mm. Adrift with a controller is a gorgeous game. Very slow. It's very um, but rough. It's drifty. When you say rough, what do you mean? So, so, it's, well, oh, motion so it's like yeah. Adrift Simulator. and Detached are two zero-G oh, games whoa, whoa, whoa. that you yeah, should yeah, just yeah. avoid, oh. in my opinion. Like, I appreciate what Zim's getting at here, but like for me... But one of, one of those two is definitely a dangerous This was one. from when you didn't have an iron tummy yet. But you were, you I, felt I, I don't think either of those games are particularly comfortable, and I think that's a, a testament to Ready at Dawn with Lone Echo 2, because despite being in zero gravity, yeah. the game is super comfortable to play because they lock the horizon, and you have this like HUD overlay that helps yeah. anchor you in... Yeah, as long as you don't use the jetpack, you're saying basically. As long as you don't use the jetpack, jetpack is, uh, yeah. is a totally different found. story. Yeah, that, that's something else. I instead would oh. recommend uh, Star Shelter. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great, great game. But you know, um, to kind of you know wrap this up, I really appreciate what Ready at Dawn has done here. I think they were very happy. Like everyone who bought their game, everyone who covered their game, who made a video or said something about it or did a review. 
they they really really appreciate it because they worked on this for years and years and years and to get the love from the community at least is amazing so yeah this is yeah. gonna like to me i'm i'm i think this is gonna be the forgotten pc vr title because of no hype around it or any marketing because i feel like everyone is already talking about resident evil and no one has even you know figured out by now that lone echo came out um, but i do like i hope this is gonna live up at some point and i was like whoa did we miss this game yeah. because it is freaking gorgeous amazing like the story everything as i said triple a triple a yeah. game we need but to say really again that the it, index really thing they delivered yeah. really happy i just want to say like if you're not in the facebook slash oculus ecosystem please go out of your way to play this don't be intimidated by it if you haven't done that before if you haven't revived just take confidence in this recommendation that it's worth uh taking that risk playing this game uh even playing the first one and then this this one but like that package together if you're someone who enjoyed again half-life alex i'll say um i think that that sequence of games lone echo one then lone echo two will will yeah. really yeah. deliver for you. Well, yeah. look really at it again. For you. Look at it. Look at it again from like the way, like you know, like if you want PC VR to succeed, you're gonna have to play PC VR games. And if enough people play PC VR games like Half Life Alex and ask about Lone Echo, uh, you know, just another sequel or another game from Ready Dawn or whatever, as long as many enough people ask for that, that will come eventually. I'm I'm 100 sure that Valve is looking at this as well and say, you know. If, if Oculus wants to step out of the game or step out of the, the PC VR market, we're willing to pick that up. We'll make Steam VR the, yeah. the platform in order for those kind of developers to go to. And I do see, you know, when games like this happen and people really enjoy that kind of stuff, I still think that there's potential for it. Well, the, the, and eventually but, all those Quest owners will come to PC as well. Well, the thing is, these these VR games, these are the VR games that want you to stay in VR and want you yeah. to stay a a customer in vr well after a while with like i think you know there is a good mix between party games and some you really you know uh, in-depth like triple a titles if you have a good mix of that works fine you know like indies with triple but right now i feel like this this is the stuff that i'm like yeah this is why i don't want to sell my pc headset this is why i want to actually this is why i want more pc and this is why i would upgrade my gpu and would like to but but yeah i I think i think that the harsh the harsh reality of it is that yeah, the, the standalone Quest market absolutely yeah, drowns it. out this minuscule little PC VR yeah. market. And uh, Oculus funded it's... this game probably, you know, two, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably a lost ago. a shed ton of was... money making this game. Dude, it was freaking expensive. And, and, and that's, you know, that's the reality of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe one day it will come full circle. I hope so. You know, I, I think, think so. you know, given the, uh, the the technical limitations of this game, I do think it's going to really struggle to eventually get ported to Quest. I don't know how they're going to pull something like this off. Yeah, and and we we obviously know that Ready so. at Dawn were acquired by Facebook back in June, um, yeah. and I'm sure that's what they want. But I don't even know if that's even possible. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't know. They did it with Medal of Honor. They did it with Saints and Sinners. And I, I, I feel they do have so. the architecture, right? Because of, of Echo Arena. I um, guess so. I hope so. so. But but there's so many assets. I mean, they would really have to ratchet it back, even if you're playing this on low. Um, and yeah. even if you're playing it with jagged shadows and jagged edges, 
it's still a great title, oh. even if things don't look. Well, so I, good. I'm gonna I, like I'm sure I'm gonna eat a head strap for this, but I'm 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 convinced that Lone Echo will come to Quest. I've been saying this for <laughs> a long time already. He's eating a head strap, get him. Well, I mean come Arizona. You, you remember when I said Arizona Sunshine coming to Quest? You guys are like, you're yeah. crazy. You're crazy. It's never gonna happen. It's not possible. And now here, here we are. We have freaking what is you it? Scenes and sinners on the Quest. Okay, now you're gonna get specific with me, but get my point. Um, no, but like seriously, Lone Echo 2, go play it, uh, spread it with your friends or family. Um, this this is a flagship for VR. Yeah. This is what we want for the future. My VR be game of the year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, game of the year. I, I, can, yeah. I can see that. This is when I was thinking about that and saying, oh, could it be my game of the year? We had Cosmo Dread. We had. Um, Gorilla Tag, we had... Um, <laughs> Gorilla Tag, okay, well, you uh, know what? Forget Lone Echo. Demio, <laughs> right? Those are probably the other heavy hitters. Those are all Quest games, essentially. I know Gorilla Tag's on Steam. Um, but they're they're kind of, you know, they're, they're small package games. They aren't cinematic experiences. And in the end, I have to say, like, it's a total different flavor. It's a total different taste. And it felt really good, really good. To, to have another PC VR title. But it's mature. That, it's, it's mature. Like, it's like exactly mobile what it is. gaming. Mobile gaming outperforms like the PC gaming market, you know, and like, I don't know how many, how many know. millions of dollars, but is anyone really waiting for a mobile, like for like a mobile game anytime? And I think, at a, at a, of course, I'm not, I'm not not comparing Quest now to, to mobile gaming or something like that. I think it's far beyond that. Um, but it's it's kind of like an analogy that I wanna I wanna make clear. But I th- I still think PC has a lot of potential. It just needs to, you know, it needs to trickle down like it always has. Like it needs to trickle down from console, and now it needs yeah. to trickle down from yeah. Quest. Yeah, well, I do think people if if you get to play Lone Echo uh, kind of games, you know, and you get like maybe three or four in a year, I think people will you know not put their uh, headsets on the shelf that much compared yeah. to now because it, it really you're like wow this was amazing because you built like Lone Echo to me now is like a memory that I built it's like like I feel like I'm friends with the characters yeah. and, and now I feel like they're stuck in this game and people I need know. to visit them you know what I mean it's like go visit these people they're waiting to go on an adventure with you you know please make a sequel yeah so that is Lone Echo 2 high praise yes. from all of us VR yeah. game of the year for me Go check it oh, out. Same. Thirty nine ninety nine in US dollars, twenty nine ninety nine in British pounds. Available exclusively on the Oculus PC platform. Although you can use Revive, yeah, Revive uh, with yeah. other VR headsets. So definitely go and do that because yeah, it's probably going to be the best VR game you play all all year. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> now that's over, I think we should uh, thank another sponsor of the show. I think, uh, mm. and this one is uh, Walkabout Mini Golf from Mighty Coconut. Uh, if you haven't played Walkabout Mini Golf yet. You're not only missing out on one of the best golfing games in VR, but also an amazing social VR hangout experience that you can have with your friends. The game includes eight beautiful courses, including the latest course, Quixote Valley. Uh, they've just op- updated this map with their hard mode, which takes place in the dark if you're uh, looking for a new challenge. So maybe if you played the new map already, now's the time to go back and play it again in the dark with the uh, ramped up difficulty. Um Each hole on the course has unique hidden collectible balls, which you have to find alongside uh, golfing. So you tend to go on a little Easter egg hunt with your friends. It's super fun. You should definitely check this one out. It's it's definitely one of the best uh, quest titles, you know, uh, that I've had fun with over the last sort of, uh, you know, year with the pandemic and everything else, catching up with friends. Um, So definitely give it a shot. Walkabout Mini Golf. It's available on Quest and PC VR headsets. Uh, The link to the Quest version is in the description down below. 
And just to add one point to that, the, uh, the hard maps, when they land, you get a fox hunt. And that's the thing that I look forward to most. Not only that the game, I mean the game, that map in the, in, in, in the day looked amazing, in the dark, it looks even better. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Awesome sponsor. So now uh, there's two things I want to quickly highlight before we move on, and I'll rush through them as quickly as, quickly as I can. It's two, it's two Kickstarter campaigns uh, that you should be on your radar if you're a VR enthusiast. I would normally give them much more time to discuss them, but as we're only doing an episode every two weeks, you know... Um, yeah, we'd, we'd and be, as everyone, like, release a headset every day. A, exactly. At the moment, it's crazy. So <laughs> yeah, in, so. instead of doing a five-hour show, yeah, I'll yeah. just briefly sort of give you an overview of them. The first is a completely new XR headset, which combines both AR and VR functionality into a sleek looking headset. And that's the Lynx R1. It's a standalone headset using the XR2 chipset from Qualcomm. So same XR2 as the Quest. It's designed to be used standalone like the Quest or connected to a PC wirelessly to play Steam VR content. Has a built-in battery for three hours of continuous use. Has built-in hand tracking, although they also offer optional extra six degrees of freedom controllers for an additional 100 bucks. Um, it's got a resolution of 1600 by 1600 pixels per eye using LCD displays running at 90 hertz. Um, but what's really unique about this headset is it has this awesome looking four-fold prism lenses. We've never seen anything like this in VR, but so uh, I'm super curious as to what difference these unique lenses will make to, you know, how this looks uh, wearing a headset like this. They've um, absolutely smashed their initial Kickstarter goal uh, and they've raised half a million US dollars in funding so far. They have 24 days to go. The headset itself starts at 500 US dollars and it looks way more capable than the HTC Vive Flow at the same price. So, you know, if you're looking at this product, you know, you think, well, you could go for this instead. Um, personally, I've kind of been bitten by VR Kickstarters too many times. <laughs> yeah, to, I just to, wanted to mention as well, like, what did you, uh, you know, invest in? Yeah, so like, far? you know, I, I, I did everything. I did the Pimax, the feel. Oh, Pimax, yeah. The, the yeah, feel yeah. thing where you sniff up, you can smell, <laughs> smell Beat Saber. Saber. Beat Saber smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, VR ears, you know, I think they're a oh, great ears. product, but they've arrived yeah. like two years too late. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm burnt with, with VR Kickstarters, but okay. if you're interested in this one, go check it out, uh, on Kickstarter. It's called the Lynx R1, an interesting Lynx. headset. It'd be interesting to see how it does when it hits the market, but everyone's launching a VR headset right now. So personally, I wouldn't say back a Kickstarter, you know, you've got things like Decker gear as well that are bubbling. You've got Pimax yeah. that are launching something. You've got, uh, Vario launching something, Oculus announcing something. So I would say hold fire on everything. Yeah, wait until okay. everyone shows their cards and choose which card suits you best yeah. uh so that's the first one. Second one is question come on vr ears i'm surprised you like them they sounded tinny to me um these are the bolt-ons to uh, it's multi-headset is it or is it yeah, just yeah, yeah. multi-headset yes yeah. so they provide adapters yeah. for every pretty much every uh consumer vr headset on the market um i like them uh i don't think they sound as good as index uh over ear or off ear headphones um, for me, it's just a compatibility compatibility issue as they don't fit the Bobo VR M2 strap that I'm currently yeah, using with my Quest 2. You can't use them. Can't yeah. use them. Um, uh, plus, so, so. I wouldn't be able to use them for recording anyway because they bleed sound unlike over-ear headphones. Yeah. So for personal use, I think they're yeah. great. For recording purposes, if you're a content creator, not so great. 
Yeah. yeah. So a tip from Arcanian in the chat. He says, just don't back anything Mike backs and you're going to be fine. So, yeah, so you can back this just, one. Just keep, keep an eye it, on so. what, he's, what he's tweeting about. Yeah. And if he backs something, just don't back that and just back the other thing. That's great advice. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> um, the other Kickstarter I want to mention, uh, I think is really cool. And this is a full documentary uh, entirely filmed in VR chat. And it's called We Met in Virtual uh, yeah. Reality. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, a, yeah. a film that follows some unique stories of VRChat users. You've got some really cool people such as Jenny, who's a sign language teacher, who's using VRChat to teach people sign language and to help people who are deaf and have hard of hearing. Um, and you also have these uh, two sets of couples that uh, are using VRChat to have long distance relationships during the pandemic. And uh, this kind of film follows their stories on how VR has enabled them to be closer together when they're physically apart. Um, it looks like a really cool documentary. I'm not like, yeah. you know, the most avid VR chat user. I appreciate what it's for and what it does. And there's obviously a huge following of VR chat and I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. But this does look really cool and I do want to check it out. The creator of this documentary, uh, Joe Hunting, is offering tickets to a screening of the film in VR chat, which is one of oh, the back of tiers. Yeah, which wow. I think is really cool. You can watch it with the community, which I think will be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's other reward tiers as well if you just want to support the film itself. Uh, I just wanted to mention it very, very quickly along with the links R1. Um, mm. So if you're interested in VR chat, you should definitely go and check that out. What was the release timing for this? Oh, good care. question. I'm not sure. It's, it's going to be relatively soon. Um, but yeah, the, the film's called We Met in Virtual Reality. They've got a really great trailer. Uh, yeah. Go and watch it. Yeah, it, it's quite heartfelt, actually, listening Very. back to the trailer. Obviously, we don't play the audio on here, but yeah. uh, I'd recommend people go and check that out. Yeah. Um, so that is that. And uh, now is for the last segment of the show. Talk about our predictions for Facebook Connect, because, of course, the official event is happening in between our next show. So on the 28th of October. And historically, at these events... They've been physical events, but obviously for this year and the last year, they've been digital online events. Uh, but historically, generally, you get new games announced, new products announced as well. Uh, so I thought it might be fun to have a little bit of a roundtable of predictions that we could throw into the mix. And also feel free yeah. to uh, share your predictions for Facebook Connect in the chat and we can read out some of your suggestions. Um, anyone want to go first with what they think might happen at this event? Um, what might be unveiled? Well, what might not be I... unveiled? I see Zim no, no. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'm I always. Can, I'm, I you know, I always jump in. So I can, I can kickstart this. On, so I think, uh, just in general, I think uh, Facebook Connect will be more business focused. Yeah, I actually yeah. very much agree uh, with this. I very much agree thing. with this. This was my prediction as well. Go on, Nathan. Okay. Yeah. So um, what that means is, well, they're basically going to talk more about the infinite office stuff. I think uh, more about Horizon workrooms. Their restart, I, I call this a restart of Facebook, Hor no, wait, it's not called Facebook Horizon. Any Horizons? Horizon? Horizon. Horizon. Well, Facebook, the Facebook name is gone for, well, I'm sure you know why. Um, and besides that, and then, then we're not just talking, like, we're not really talking hardware here yet. Um, yeah, what else? Of course, like, like talking about, like, software and also, like, how you can use this for your business. They have, like, a, a business quest too, right? With, like, a... Um, a subscription kind of mm -hmm. like thing going on. I think mm -hmm. they're going to talk more about that. Um, and then when we do talk about hardware, this Quest Pro, whatever it's going to be called, we don't know what it's going to be called, will be also for business um, mm -hmm. with eye tracking, with 
um, uh, what else? What else is there available? <laughs> what a uh, letdown that would be. Uh, uh, if that if that's the way it goes, but, I, I I will be but disappointed. This, 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 and this headset will be for sale very soon next year. But they're also yeah. gonna, of course, well, kind of tease what they're working on for the future for consumers. But there's not gonna be something releasing anytime soon because the Quest Two is still having a great run because yeah. i usually feel like when people talk about this they never uh, seem to understand that there is a difference between announcing something revealing something and selling something at a show and at this this show they're not going to sell straight away maybe there is a pre-order for businesses i don't freaking know but there's not going to be a here buy as a consumer now blah 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 yeah that's no, my prediction in a and, nutshell. And I want to chime in here because I think I think Nathy is on the money here. I personally feel that it's going to be more business orientated. I do think gamers are going to be a bit disappointed with this event. I think they might announce a couple of more games. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get a look at Splinter Cell. Maybe we'll yeah, get a look at sure. Assassin's Creed. Maybe we'll yeah. even get a look at Boneworks Project 4. Yeah, because maybe, I know maybe another indie or two that we didn't hear about before. But you do need to keep in mind that they did an Oculus Gaming showcase, remember? Where they, they were talking about uh, Resident Evil. They were did, did they talk about Lone Echo? I don't really know. I, I don't, don't think, think they so. did. No, no, they didn't. They should have, though. They should show. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think they'll think, show Medal of Honor for Quest. I think they'll yeah, show something. Of course, of course. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the Oculus Gaming Showcase, They, I think they're trying to kind of detach the gaming side from Facebook Connect and kind of make it its own show. And and Ocul the, 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 the Gaming Showcase was the first time they tried to pull this off. And that's why they already mm. spoke about half of the stuff that we are going to get now. So mm. there isn't that much to talk about gaming wise at this point. But, but like you say, I think, you know, Facebook Horizon will be a big uh, part of the show because they're going to be offering, yeah. what is it, $10 million in funding yeah, to yeah, yeah. get encourage people to start creating content in Horizon. If you can get in, if you can get in at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, we've got to remember that it was only a matter of months ago that they released the revision of the Quest 2, which was the 128 gigabyte model, right? And like you say, you know, Quest 2 is still leading the charge in the standard market and i don't feel like there's really any pressure from anyone right now for them to say okay we need to step up our game and release another product i do think whatever they announce will likely be a beefed up version of the quest 2 using the same form factor using the same platform just higher yeah. specs has built in eye tracking um, maybe you know a, a next gen processor from qualcomm but i do think they'll market this as okay this is kind of aimed at businesses but if you're a super high-end enthusiast yeah, you could yeah. also buy this as well it's going to be open up to everyone but let's let's be honest about it like the games are all going to be the same because we're only just seeing the <laughs> yeah, quest yeah, one right. being right. cut off now and that was what two years ago uh yes. that it came out or three years ago i don't know yeah. Three years ago now, isn't it three? Yeah. It's only just been yeah, cut I off think so. now. I'm trying to think, 2019. No, yeah, I'm trying I think to do the math. Three. Yeah, you caught me out there. I, think, I was right? thinking about Quest Two coming out last year, which I still find absolutely yeah. baffling. Like yeah. the fact that the Quest Two only launched a year ago. Yeah, it, yeah. it just like it. It feels like it's absolutely been two years, but it hasn't. Yeah. But I do think this and, headset, you know, will will have eye tracking. I do think potentially with Elite controllers yeah. that we saw recently, it might have some sort of body tracking in it using those cameras i don't know 
Um, but it's, it's going to be, be like like it's going to be like jam packed with tools for development for the future. But also with the with the highlight highlighting being present in VR and, and bringing yeah. your body and your facial movements yeah, yeah, in yeah, VR. Yeah. So it's yeah. you're more present in business meetings. You're more present in social interactions with your friend using yeah. Horizon. That's going to be the push for them. I'm not so sure about gaming. The biggest uh, change that's... that I want to see if if they announce. Pro um, is the controllers. Like we saw some leaks of what the controllers might be. Yep. That's the most exciting thing at this moment to me because the controllers and their form factors in the CV1 have been controller with a ring, right? And I, I'm interested <laughs> to see that evolve. Also, I, I know I've maybe said this on the previous podcast, but I'd like to see them uh, have a device that works with tracking outdoors. I, I think it, it opens up a lot of opportunities for them also in terms of their external scanning. The thing for me that I think will show at this event that'll be maybe the most impressive, which they took a first step with uh, Ray-Ban Spectacle. I can't remember what it's called. Ray-Ban Spaces. Ray-Ban uh, Stories. Uh, stories. Sil- yeah. uh, stories. It's a silly name for a freaking <laughs> Ray-Ban, Ray-Ban Spectacles, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah. I think is is Project Aria. So the the headset that we saw last time, uh, which, which was basically an early kind of research prototype, um, which was basically an, an AR, their kind of first step into AR glasses, wearables, and and for that experience, I think that that would be a really interesting entry point. And for me, it's their it's their flagship against Apple. Like it's yeah. it's the product that they need to get to market first before Apple does, in order to establish themselves. They've already got the VR side, but if Apple drops before they do it's a big problem for Facebook. So I expect that to be a cornerstone on uh, at this event. Interesting. The, the update to Project Aria well, is yeah. what I mean. Not necessarily that they're launching it. I don't know well, if they're launch every, ready. Not, not like now everything can happen because the thing is like they changed the name, you know, it's Facebook Connect. So it's not just VR anymore, you know, it's mm-hmm. Facebook Connect. So everything Facebook related could be popping up um no, no more portals no more portals nah, please nah, i don't know yeah that no was kind Facebook of camera devices. um but um yeah i, I don't know I, I like my expectations are quite low to be honest i wish i had better news uh it's just that also what mike said like games i mean yeah they they might well I, in my opinion they have to show something that they are working on they have to give a roadmap and i said this last year as well and the year before that it's like give a roadmap what 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 am, what can I as a consumer play on my Quest next year? Why should I as a consumer buy your Quest? What can I play on it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of know. Okay, yeah, we hear about Splinter Cell, but please don't just show an image again of like you know uh, Fisher and be like, oh yeah, but it's coming soon. I'm like, come on, like you can't do that. Um, so yeah. and and not just like I don't want to be talking only about Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed there must be more right like we can't just like play two games next year right mm-hmm. i mean so i yeah i don't expect much gaming wise i think project four maybe brandon is using this as his opportunity although i think node as a channel has more reach than facebook connect as a so i i think he's going to use his own channel but he might still tease something who knows mm-hmm. but yeah, I think for if you're a business, if you're a, a developer, this is going to be an interesting show. I think there's some cool stuff to be seen. But as a gamer, 
You think we're going to be disappointed really as well? I really don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of scared to be disappointed you, for sure. I think yeah. Nathan and I had a favorite moment last time, which was, do you remember there was the Medal of Honor guy who oh. was talking along <laughs> yeah, with, I think it's tell, Ruth from share, Facebook, and share, yeah. basically there was a little bit of a jab, I think, <laughs> to basically say, Oh yeah, and we're launching on Steam too. And you could tell when they cut away, they really didn't want to support the like the message yeah, that it was no, coming to Steam as well. In, in, in Facebook's metaphor, Steam doesn't exist basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no. but um, I'm, I'm but, awaiting my my favorite moment from 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 this I, from this connect. Yeah, I just think like for, for, if you're a gamer, you have to just tune in for the next gaming showcase, Oculus Gaming Showcase next year. That's the moment where you're gonna see stuff. But I also feel like if Oculus and Facebook don't start pulling out, like you say, a roadmap of what's happening next year. They're just going to get dominated by PlayStation when they hit the ground running. But the thing with is, the they, they, they will anyways. They will anyways. Even if yeah. they have a roadmap now, they're going to get because they they don't understand what that means a roadmap. But I think <laughs> this is the thing. You <laughs> yeah, know, I'm serious. I, I'm I think serious. this is the thing. You know, like because PlayStation is going to be like a predominantly gaming device. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to nail it straight out of the park when it comes to um, you know content. Well, they always have had, had, had amazing for, for, content. Yeah, for casual content, but also hardcore content. I feel mm-hmm. like Oculus is more casual content. 100%. You know? yeah. Yeah. And R- R- Rowdy, what do you want from this? What do you want from this Connect? I mean, what do you expect yeah. from it? I'm- I-, I think there's going to be two sides to it. I think we're indeed going to have, like like we've said so far, like the business side to it, probably like something like a Quest Pro and like more like a, like a business-focused headset. And a large part of the conference will be probably indeed focus on that business since that's what they've been doing with the previous releases as well and the previous yeah. statements that they've made it, it, it clearly shows that they're going in that direction mm-hmm. um and i also think like like we said like facebook horizons or wherever it's called right now i do think they're going to do something like um like the same day you can like go in there now i i think it is about the time that they do that now that they're going to say, okay, from now on, it's open. You can uh, go in there. You can explore. Maybe they even have something ready as like a, like a, that you can follow the conference in there or something in order to drive people to go and check it out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, would expect yeah. something like that. Well, they, that's uh, what they of, said. They said it, right? They, they, they tweeted, tweeted about then, this. They said like, hey, you can watch mm-hmm. it in. But then the marketing agency or the, the company who runs the store didn't yeah. even knew that people didn't have access to yeah. Horizon. So, yeah. so, uh, so, But is it in venues, by the way? Can you watch it in venues? I have no good idea. Question. I have no I, idea. I don't. I don't remember seeing it. The thing is, though, like right. Horizon being um, promoted in their marketing, and they even tag it. And, you know, they they mention it on the website. If you the, the, the websites for this, by the way, if you haven't checked out the nice Oculus Connect website, it is stellar. They must have spent ah, a pretty penny at. on that. It looks uh-huh. amazing, uh, and it did last year as it well. Have so music I, too, right? It has like this ambient thing going. Are oh, you like? Whoa, don't I'm remember in space about now. music. <laughs> I don't know. Websites with music are kind of off. There is to music. Me. Yeah, there is. It's a faux music. pas in web design. So, so we've got a great uh, suggestion in the chat from Doctor English. He says, "What's an obviously unlikely prediction that you would love to hear at Facebook Connect?" And I, I would just say that they're announcing a new Rift. You know, it's never going to happen, but I would love <laughs> to see it happen. Do you know the actual like, rift that we, we we should have gotten instead of rift? Yeah, S, like, a, rift. like a proper rift 2.0. I would love I to see that, but I know it will never happen. My one would be, be that they have some form of interconnecting social platform that is harmonized across all of their current platforms. Rift, Quest, even Go. Feck it. We'll just throw I, that I, in there. I have an even better one. I have an even better one that they're just going to say, 
we made a mistake about the Facebook login requirement. We're going to take it back. <laughs> oh, no way. It'll never oh, happen, but no, I'd love oh to my see days. it. Another thing I would expect is I think we're going to see something more from Sansaru Games. I think they're going to show something more. Sansaru uh, Asgard. Yeah, the Asgard yeah, devs. Yeah, exactly. And I'd love yes, to see the next I, I, I do that expect was to so see. I do expect to see a trailer for Assassin's Creed and for Spinner Cell, an actual like please, video, please. video I hope trailer. So. I hope so. And in terms mm -hmm. of like maybe like a crazy kind of thing is I know like in the past couple of months, there's been more and more focus of uh, Netflix going into the gaming scene and also going into VR scene. There's been rumors going around around that. And I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe maybe those two like would kind of like tie up together and mm. sort of like um, a combined yeah. kind of offering. They did release so a game. They did Net release a game on, uh, on App Lab, uh, yeah, a Netflix did, yeah. game. Yeah, but I yeah, can't I remember, remember. The, the name of it, uh, but they did release one yeah. recently. So, so, so one, those kind of things combined made me think that maybe on Oculus Connect, we're going to see something of a more direct collaboration between Facebook and yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Hmm. Like two things that I also I think expect smart. is uh, again a push for fitness. They have been doing this a lot. They have mm -hmm. been kind of, as I said, they seem to be kind of moving away from gaming and seem to kind of be more in like, oh, you know, you can use this as a fitness device. You can kind of, you know, work out. Um, and a thing that I also want, and this should have been last year, this should have been the year before that. I feel like I'm, I'm like, like in this deja vu show every time we do this every year. It's like, please release. The multiplayer, the the social world of like being able to have your own room, being able to play properly, being able to uh, simultaneously with your friends jump into a game, yeah. get to walk around your space, being able to hang your Facebook photos on a frame or something, being yeah. able to customize your carpets, etc., cetera, yeah. etc. Cetera. I know Carmack has been again like on Twitter saying like yeah blah blah. It's like I want to see it. I want it to be released. I miss, You're I already miss that. late on it, but uh, where is it? Yeah. I definitely miss having uh, having Ugh. a space which you can kind of decorate and show off. I'd love I'd love to see that at some point. Just some at some, some point, corner no, now, of the metaverse. You no, know? it should have been here by now. Absolutely, like last year should, should have been, been here as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's read out some some suggestions from the chat. Yeah, um, yeah, so. Yeah. They're saying, what was this one? Um, sexy, sexy bicycle. <laughs> Says, uh, Mike, that's what I expect and hope. Focused, intended price for business, but available to everyone. Um, yeah. Then they, we did have a suggestion, possible two headsets announced, Quest 2 Plus for consumers, Quest Pro for yeah. business. Yeah. The thing is like... You do hear it, that a lot, right? Been, but I think everyone wants to have a consumer thing for their own and then also have some for business. Yeah. So that's why this exists. The I thing think. is, I feel like these rumors about like a next quest has been going on for like nine months now. Like I'm almost bored of hearing the fact that something like this might even exist before it's even announced. But, but, uh, but the funny part is, you know, uh, like, listen, everyone makes up their own quest. They do. Yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't, so, hang on, this isn't, this isn't a rumor at this stage, right? Because didn't, um, wasn't, it, wasn't it Zuckerberg or some company official mention specifically that they were working on an upgraded Quest? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, of course. But like that, formal, that, that's, so. that's inevitable, right? That's, that's obvious that they're working on a next Quest. Not necessarily. Not, yeah, not necessarily. You like, can leapfrog well, to the next what else yeah, It do? was a super like seller for them. You know, it's, it's great business <laughs> yeah. for them. The they're going to so. well, It's quit. the Nintendo Switch OLED of, you know. But, but oh, it's who yeah, it's okay. for, I think, is the key point that we are making here. You know, I think it's going to be business focused with, you know, you can buy this as a consumer, but it's intended for business. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they're yeah. also working on the next Rift 100%. They're never going to release it. 
but they're working on yeah. the next rift yeah the tech. Yeah. yeah but yeah. of course like they're they're of course gonna kind of warm up the consumers by teasing that as you said they are working on something new like always but they're not going to be uh, specific about it. Yeah. Onikaze in the chat says that the Netflix game on App Lab is called Eden, Eden Unearthed. Uh, if you okay. want to go and check that out. Eden but yeah, they've Earth. already made and released a, a little VR title. Yeah, cool. um, another <laughs> Flippo side, which was, uh, he comes with a suggestion that he would like to see, but would never happen. And uh, it just says, welcome our new Oculus CEO, Palmer Lucky. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> welcome back, uh, buddy. D1, D1 360 VR says very focal. Yeah, like we talked about half, the Half Dome prototype like years and years ago. Again, I think it's unlikely in this That again gen. lumps in. That lumps into what Rowdy was saying, right? Like working on the tethered PC headset that can do everything. They've got it in the lab. We'll never get to see it, at least not in yeah. the next year or two. Yeah. 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 So there's some suggestions from the chat. But yeah, I think the general consensus from us yeah. is that it's going to be business. Gamers are going to probably Maybe. be a little bit disappointed. Maybe Jason Rubin will oh. pop up. I mean, uh, Mike Ferdu left. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't also like. I really wonder what he left exactly in terms of content and stuff like that. What's you know what's still there? What he <laughs> came up with? Well, Resi uh, Four was Jason Rubin's last also, game. Also, yeah. So, so, yeah. Well, I, I also yeah. Lone Echo he was involved with. Yeah. So there was one additional right. mention here in chat I wanted to mention, which someone said new pro head strap. I think head, a new head strap request they, is definitely something well, that would I would love they, if they would acknowledge and change. Well, it would be stage. good if they revised it at least. I mean, they have been kind of ignoring that to a yeah. certain point, but it's kind of like with the with the cushions, right? Like you can ignore it to some point, but at some point it will also be too much. But I think like most people, their head straps are still fine, kind of. Mine but actually broke. Know, they, it, it broke. It eventually finally? broke. Finally, yeah, it finally gave up. It's, it's hard. hard it's hard to not break it. It's hard to not break it, yeah. right? I mean, but I use uh, the Bobo seriously. now. I love the Bobo. All about Bobo. the Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Um, sponsor us, Bobo. Sponsor us. Yeah, we'd like another sponsor. We like um, Bobo. <laughs> so yeah, Facebook Connect. It's going to be on the 28th. What we can guarantee is that Carmack will deliver some epic speech again. He always <laughs> yeah, does. Okay. And unscripted is going to be there, you know, and he just gives it yeah. how it is right now in the VR industry. And I love yeah, that. And, and it's it's good to know, like, we we are just guessing. I do, I like, I do see people saying, like, ah, Mike and Nate, know something. Seriously, we don't know anything. Usually we do, and we're just lying straight up to everyone here. And it's like, oh, yeah, we don't know. And, uh, and it's kind of funny in a way to do that, but it's also hard, trust me. But this time, we true. seriously don't know anything. Like, I, I will be, I will eat another hat strap if, if, if I did lie. So okay? you've got two lined do. up now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, nope. yeah, there you, there you have it. We don't, we don't <laughs> actually know anything. No, we don't know. Um, uh, but we'll find out for sure. Obviously, on the next show, which will be after Facebook Connect, we'll be talking about all the announcements there. So if there is anything exciting, we'll obviously keep you all updated in a couple yeah. of weeks' time because the show is now every two weeks, not every week. Um, so, yeah, some interesting suggestions from the chat, some interesting suggestions from us. Yeah. But overall, I think we're in for disappointment. Yeah, let's hope there, for the There's best. a lot of question marks out there. There's not much to stand yeah. on well right? maybe because there isn't much going on right now <laughs> that's the whole thing that's yeah. why we'll see um, who knows so before I pass over to Zim for his top picks and releases that you should play next week I want to thank the final sponsor of this week's show and that is of course Synth Riders uh, we love them so much they came back to us uh, we welcomed them with open arms um, 
and Synth Riders, if you're not aware of it. It's a fantastic music rhythm game from the team at Kluge Interactive. And it sets itself apart from other music rhythm games in VR by encouraging players to dance, get into the groove, cut loose and ride those rails to a set list that caters for a range of music genres. They've recently just released their latest uh, Muse music pack, which includes hits such as Uprising and Madness. So if you're a Muse fan, you're going to absolutely love this. And also, they've done a sort of special treatment to Starlight, which is a Muse track, and they've uh, added a unique visual synth riders experience, uh, taking players on an interstellar journey. So if you're into Muse and you like music rhythm games, this is like a combo that you can't miss. Uh, Synth Riders is available on uh, PC VR, PSVR, and Oculus Quest. And we've added a link to the Oculus Quest version in the description down below. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Thank right. you, Synth Riders. Right. We love you. So um, yeah. before you go to Zim, someone is asking, will we review Resident Evil 4? Yes. Next show, we will definitely talk about what we think of this game. Yes. Sounds like a plan. Yes. That's that's it. Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. More like anticipating silence. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. So um, spotlight releases. All right. The first one is one that I missed uh, last time. Well, I won't say I missed it. It just missed the cut and I wanted to revisit this. So this is um, Shadowgate VR, the minds of Mythrock. If you don't know Shadowgate, Shadowgate was, <laughs> buckle yourself in, a black and white 1987 point-and-click adventure game for the Apple Mac, uh, which is like <laughs> which really? is almost before I was born. Wow. Um, so Shadowgate uh, is a game that, if you're not a fan of spiders, I just saw you're that not going to pick this up. I saw Mike's face change. Nope, nope, nope. Had to put him full screen. So <laughs> this is screen, like, yeah. this is an action-adventure VR game, okay, for Quest, uh, and it, you get sent deep into the mountains through mystic chambers, trap-laden hallways and massive caverns, you arm yourself with a sorcerer's wand and an impervious shield. Um, you're, you're, you're required to battle deadly creatures uh, and lurk along the shadows. Um, one of the things with this game that I find um, particularly interesting is that it pits you up against all these different um, puzzles, as well as having the action element to it. So it's a nice, like, combination. Currently rated larger than uh, more than 4.5 stars in the Oculus Wow, uh, on, really on the Oculus good. system is very is very high actually uh, for a game that was just launched on October seventh. Uh, hmm. So this one, in terms of price, it's about twenty five dollars. It's uh, eighteen ninety nine in pounds. And um, hey, uh, I, I, I like the look of it. I will definitely be putting did, myself through this. Did more and, than two uh, people vote? Or yeah, it was about a hundred or okay. so reviews, if I remember correctly, from the storefront. <laughs> Four point five stars. Yeah, you have to you have to watch it, especially if it's like a Rift title. But this one is uh, strictly for Quest. Um, there is a Shadowgate variant on Steam that's not VR, um, but that released a few years ago for six bucks. And uh, if you're really a Shadowgate fan, and I've just stirred that up, and yet at least there's something for you to go play in flat. But yeah, Shadowgate was, VR is for Quest. I was already wondering why people were so hyped about this because I'm not familiar with this IP at all. So I was like, why is there? A, but now I know. Now I know. This yeah. is special, apparently. So I might play it. A lot of people I know that have been enjoying this one. Yeah. 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 Never heard of it. I just haven't had time. You know, with with nine hour games like Lone Echo Two and oh even longer other games that we can talk about another episode. Yeah, yeah. it's difficult you, to cover you, everything you, right now. You know what's hard? Like trying to not rush an amazing game like Lone Echo 2, but still trying to also get a review out for folks. Hmm. 
absolutely yeah i know and 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 that's the thing not not that the game itself is going to change i mean in two weeks time it'll be something but that's definitely a pressure we feel (laughs) um okay so uh, next up i wanted to um play for you and i'm just uh correcting myself here now i think i am missing a trailer so bear with me a second but i'll talk to it unplugged i mean this one sells itself really um so unplugged is air guitar in vr without peripherals required and it is, um, it is again, for, for Quest. Now, apparently it's coming uh, to Steam in fall. I don't know if it's, it's sharing the exact same release date of October 21st, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a pretty gnarly-looking one. Um, you do have a whole selection of world-famous rock bands, including, like, Offspring, um, and I think I saw Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. in the list as well. Yep. So um, you do get to play sans controllers. I'll just repeat that because this is something that you're doing just with your hands, mano a mano, right? And you get to rock out in, in as you kind of would have done in like air, a Guitar air, Hero type yeah. title, yep. okay? So you've got uh, notes streaming at you, you're strumming away on the guitar, and you've got a whole bunch of tracks that you get to play along to. Now, I- I'm going to stop yabbing there because, uh, Mike, I know you've played it, maybe mm-hmm. Nathie as well. Can you guys tell us what was it like? I, I haven't played it. Um, yeah, it, it was great. It's like it's Guitar Hero, uh, but with hand tracking. And you, you think hand tracking? How's that that going to work? Like, is it even possible? Is the Quest 2's hand tracking accurate yeah, enough your, for a game like this? Isn't, isn't your guitar going to fly away at some point yeah. because of the tracking? But but they obviously do a lot of like wizardry when it comes Tricks. to where your hands are placed, and and the game helps you so. Uh, it's very cleverly done. The introduction mm. with that character you saw in the trailer is is hilarious. He's like a he. I, I don't know his name now and what band he's from, but he's actually from a rock band. Oh, he is an actual. Oh, he's he? not an yeah, actor. Yeah, or yeah no, no, no. <laughs> okay. uh, I thought he was. He says some like really funny stuff in the tutorial. Uh, it's really great. It gives you a great sense of like being on stage. You know, rocking out with your guitar. I just, I just worry because the thing is with this game is it features like tons of licensed music. And they don't have any non-licensed music tracks in this game. So it's not like any streamers or content creators um, can make videos or streams around this game. And I feel like it releasing on the same day as Resident Evil 4, it's going to kind of get swallowed up by is that. It on, is it releasing on the same day? Same day, same day. yeah. That, that's like the but, worst idea ever. Yeah, but, oh yeah. So it's uh, they're saying in the chat, it's Satchel from Steel Panther. That's, Satchel. That's yes. the, uh, the awesome. guy. Oh, but yeah, yeah he's, that's, he's epic. That's funny. He's really epic in this. Um, but I would say that if you've ever loved Guitar Hero, then you will absolutely 100% dig this, and you should definitely go and check it out. I know that Resident Evil is going to be this, like, Goliath that it's going <laughs> to compete with, but if you like yeah. music games, then, you know, you're going to really enjoy this. It Maybe is great. He's planning a two-hour two stream of doing it when it releases, yeah. so uh, just so if you. That. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see me, uh, yeah. If you want to see me eat bats with my virtual hands, then uh, watch me. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the thing that I I I was kind of concerned about was like I remember we got Beat Saber on PlayStation, and the tracking just wasn't good enough, and you'd miss a note in the middle of a of a a mega run, and that kind of thing really irks me. And then you know you would compare it to let's say early Quest tracking or or CV One or whatever headset you were playing with at the time. Um, and and like having, if you care about those beat games, losing because of one blip in a note is really frustrating. So I can't wait to try this for two reasons. Number one, to kind of test that theory. See, because hand tracking has been a little bit hit and miss for me in all of the applications I've played so far. And number two is 
the list of this is scary to me because I'm like a metal and rock guy, but most of those songs I don't know. Uh, actually, even the one like Tenacious D's one, I, I didn't recognize really? it. So I really like the fact because I've because of being a busy parent for the last decades or whatever. Um, it's it's nice. I actually get to go in and steep myself in some good music and actually play a game. Have you ever done that? Where you played like a music game and you learned the, the music from the game? Yeah, of course. That's yeah, going to be my experience here. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it for that reason. Yeah, that's unplugged. Yeah, okay. uh, looking forward to that. Um, I don't know why I want to make a joke about the the title and someone cutting a cable on their on their on their equipment. You don't have to, any cables to cut because you're you know it's oh, it's all it's all oh, wireless. Oh, that's so anyway, a pretty pretty calm joke from a Zim talk but okay sure go ahead <laughs> yeah i could go worse i was like oh, he's gonna worry. go somewhere else like always, i got some stuff I planned don't worry it's coming up oh, okay. um, all right so resident Evil Four. uh i think this needs almost no introduction now october 21st if you haven't played the game already i actually haven't so i'm looking forward to it uh, you get to step into the shoes of special agent uh leon and uh, this is just you're you're face to face with a, you know the citizens of a rural uh european village and they are not friendly uh, in fact, you have to go head-to-head with a mysterious cult. There's a number of verified puzzles. So this is the original game uh, in all of its glory. My, minor changes have been made, right, to update it to 2021. Uh, but aside from that, uh, you know, if, if, if you've played this before and you love it, then uh, this is your game, but now in VR. It's, so like, I think, you're, it's like Euro Truck Simulator, but without, without the trucks, right? <laughs> but what, 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 but why, what, what, like, what is it? What? It's a Euro trash simulator. I don't know. Euro, what, do you mean by, what do you mean by European village? What does that even mean? Is this like just European friendliness that you're experiencing right in this game? I'm, I'm very, very confused <laughs> by is, what this is. This is based in, in Nathie's motherland. I, 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 this, is my, this is my actual village. Is where it looks like. All the villagers are so angry coming at you at pitchforks and Dutch, uh, Dutch angry uh, swinging uh, axes. This is what happens when oh, you before... get into Brexit, you know, this is what happens. <laughs> this is this is this game's Brexit simulator. Yeah. Before anyone gets confused, right? This game is in first person, right? So this is exclusively yeah. in first person in VR. It's not a third person Resident Evil title. It is first person. It's landing on October twenty first. I'm sorry, I don't have a price for you. I assume it'll be in the range of somewhere between twenty and forty bucks, but um, yeah. we'll we'll find out when it launches. Um, so we've got plenty to play coming up. Uh, there are two games that I want to mention as well in my kind of honorable mentions category. One, because I think it's absolutely atrocious looking, but it, it really just turned my head and I thought you'd all appreciate a little bit of uh, a Zim flavor today. So here's um, <laughs> Probe, a game dev experience. Um, this landed uh, just a little while back, October 4th, um, on PSVR. PSVR has had a pretty dry desert ever since Fract landed. This is a very unique game development simulation because not only um, are you developing a game you're in the office with other developers and you have to go department to department doing little menial tasks for the other developers so i don't know who i don't know who thought this would be like um fun but having watched a couple of streams back of of psvr you know uh, focused uh, streamers it really looks like a rough bag of 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 bolts. Um, the idea I thought was actually incredible. It really like turned me on in a way. I was like, oh my god, you're in an office. You have you have like inter office politics. Then you've got the development part. 
Um, but I think in the end, unfortunately, it doesn't work out very well. I think it was about <laughs> about 12 pounds or something like that if you're really keen on jumping in on this. But that is um, that is probe. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about a game head. like that? I, 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 I'm I'm so so like, what, once you finish the game, do you get like a certificate? Like, can you put it on your CV? <laughs> there actually is a certification bolt-in to this title. So you can actually <laughs> gain That's some brilliant. credits in the that. direction of game dev. But like it, it's just such a bizarre title. I had to share it, and the fact that it's named Probe as well. I don't know. Probe, the whole yeah, thing is just the... it's a we, it's a weird, weird uh, game. I, last... I do like the concept. I do like. The, I, I do appreciate it? when people try like different things. Exactly. Game you, you don't know if it's gonna be hit or miss, right? But can you imagine pitching this to a to, to a studio and being like, guys, we're gonna make a game, but not just a game sim, because you know there's game, game sims on mobile and stuff that are fun, like game dev. But no, it's more office politics than game let's, dev. Let's and, make a game about ourselves. Oh, it's just mad. So PSVR players, I'm sorry. It's it's a it's a it's a dry spell for you. But you know what? You're gonna be laughing at our faces next year. So you will okay. be laughing, I think. Yeah. Um so let's go to the, the, the last one that I wanted to show for today. Again, these are just kind of honorable mentions. This is RC Rush, landed on October 8th in Steam. Uh, the reason I wanted to show this is because I think it's one of those games that, that, that is like quite fun to play, um, but doesn't look good on screen. And the reason oh, that yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, because yeah. you're sat in a seated mode with a remote controlled truck and you're driving around a fixed track. Now, a whole series of different tracks and uh, they've got a volcano, so I had to show them. But um, that that mechanism of driving around, a bunch of other content creators and stuff have have kind of thumbed up this game and said it's actually really good fun to play it. And as we don't get too many racing sims, I thought, hey, let's give this one a shout out. So that's that's RC Rush. If you were looking to uh, drive this, around some remote control cars, yeah, this can be really fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about this kind of thing. Really, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those games which is is not good for entertainment purposes, no, like no, not good not, for a no. video, not good for a stream. But actually, when you go to play it, you actually have a good time. So yeah. that's why I, I, I would to only show play that. this with like um, if you have like a like a family night or something like that, or you have like you know friends coming over, they all bring their headsets and stuff like that. Yeah. That maybe. Maybe mm. then I would I would do something like that. And I believe you can mix play as well, so you can have people on PC, you can have people that's on great. headset that's and play nice. that way. Yeah. So that helps, right? That dynamic as well. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Just do a quick recap of our, our release spotlight. Um, so Shadowgate VR was the first one, Unplugged. Uh, Resident Evil 4, those last two, October 21st. We've got Probe, a game dev experience. What an experience. So yes. Nelly. And then RC Rush to finish this off. Um, so that'll hopefully hold you over for the next two weeks. If there's anything that you would like others to know about, mention it in chat. Tell us in the comments. Uh, and yeah. that's our spotlight for the week. I have one as well. Wow. Uh, Go ahead. Vario have an event on the 21st. So if you're into like super, super high-end epic VR. Super, uh, super high-end epic. Check out uh, the Vario event on the 21st. They've got an announcement of something new coming. So um, if you're into that mm. sort of stuff especially if you're a sim enthusiast, I think uh, it might be worth tuning in. So when you take a break from rocking out and killing zombies, <laughs> go check out some high-end VR. You've got a busy day that day. If you were about to call in sick. sell your, if you were about to sell your house or your organs, that's the moment to watch it first. Yeah. Yeah. Do you happen to know the timing of that event, Mike? I don't know the timing. No, sadly no. not. Um, sure. The chat are saying, Eye of the Temple, 
uh, that released, I think, this week uh, officially as well. Yeah, so. we mentioned it last time, exactly. Oh, but you mentioned it last time. enjoying that. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned it last time. I love that. What Rune has um, developed is, is incredible. That's another one that, for me, I'm playing this week. I got a, I got a clear room in my house to be able to play. <laughs> Have you guys checked that out yet? Yeah, I played it a long time ago. I did like a whole mixed reality video, and that, that's the best way to capture that game is in mixed reality. And I saw the dev yeah. post some clips of uh, a content creator who was making videos around it. And you know when the, like the kind of roof comes down is gonna squish you. He actually <laughs> yeah. like did a full commando roll on the floor and saw, just managed to saw. escape. I thought it was the, the best looking thing in MR I've ever seen. Um, very very cool. That, yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah. But I meant the current the current version, not the not the early steps. I haven't, Did you I haven't play played the current not version. Yet. No. Yeah, no. yeah. No. So uh, yeah, tons to look forward to. Uh, I'm I'm really intrigued it's about Facebook Connect. Um, yeah. yeah, and can't wait to. Uh, to talk more about Resi and uh, and Unplugged as yeah. well uh, on next on the next show. Uh, if you yeah. have any questions in the chat, now's a good time to ask us any questions you have. Burning desire questions about anything could be VR beards, mm. mustaches in yeah. these case, PD, whatever you want. So Paradise DK has has just mentioned uh, the Dreams, uh, which is the which is an app that isn't. Uh, too different from oh, dreams, um, that, yeah. that, that funky one I just mentioned. He said has a special ghost train event coming up, um, and that's a, that's amazing in VR apparently. So maybe that's one that you can run on a regular basis. Obviously, there's going to be stuff coming as we approach toward Halloween. I will just caveat: if you see a bunch of rubbish VR titles hitting on Steam, oh, just be careful where happens. you put your money. Yeah, because most happens. years we get a oh. you know, twenty apps in VR that are all rubbish. There, there's some decent good ones. Um, Rooten, Tootin, Havoc, Shoot, what was it again, Nathy? Oh, the Mine Rides, Shoot and Ghost Town Mine Ride thing. I like that one. That one is kind of funny. That was a good one. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So just a reminder of the the times of the show. It's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version if you want to listen to it on your commute, and that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you've enjoyed the live stream today, then uh, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss yes. our future uh, live streams. Um, I want to say thanks again to all our viewers and listeners for the ongoing support and the feedback as well from last episode. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thanks again to our amazing sponsors, Synth Riders, Walkabout Mini Golf, and VR Cover. Love you so much. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Uh, well, questions I don't think there's an army of the dead VR installation at Westfield shopping center in London and elsewhere is that any good thanks uh, I haven't checked it out I know of a couple of people that army have army of the dead is that like the Netflix attached to like sniper elite no 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 it's the Netflix it's uh, the movie. movie yeah yeah. oh that yeah that one okay yeah, I was they, like I think about the game yeah because have, it also has a... haven't tried it out but it looks like you're in like a like a small space with headsets on with other players using those striker guns and you're shooting zombies attacking your sort of moving yeah. truck. It could, be, it could cool. be fun with friends, you know, to yeah. kind of play. Uh, the thing I would say is uh, most location-based VR experiences are worth the ticket price because it's just fun and you don't get part. to march yeah. around with yeah. a backpack PC. So even if you go with one other person, yeah. um, it, it's, a, it's usually a worthwhile out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for the questions. So yeah, thank you all. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Enjoy Facebook Connect, and uh, until then, bye bye for now. Yeah.